or just two regular dudes from a state far away. I wouldn't wanna live in. They DJ and lift weights. They think they are so great, but no one care about their opinions. So they start a podcast. I O L T O S. I only like their old stuff. That's what they'd say. Whether they hate or hype, they're almost never. Welcome to a very special episode of Finally Like Their Old Stuff. <laughs> I'm J-O, with me is Groove. hey Let me start over it's again. It's a long time. Let me start over again. Hello and Why? welcome to I no. Like Their Old Stuff, no. a podcast where we answer the question, what's the hype? I'm J-O, <laughs> with me is Groove. Come on, do it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I've I got thrown off because this is our uh, 2023 year-end wrap-up show. We do this every year around this time, and uh, yeah, it's our year-end wrap-up show. It's two days out of you Christmas. You didn't ask for it, but yeah, we're but giving it to you. You're getting it either way. Uh, it is two days after Christmas. Merry Christmas, Groove. Merry Christmas, Jay. Huh? Yeah. How, how was how was Christmas? How was it was that? good. You know, the magic of the season bestowed upon all of us gifts of, you know, gratitude and uh, season's greetings. Yeah. Well, how about you? I guess Uh, it was all right. Look, I know you went. I know you went to see your parents. (laughs) I did. We did a short trip this time because we got a bunch of stuff we got to get done here at our house. So we were only there for like three days. We usually go for like a week and a half or something. It hit me with um, one story. Well, my dad, there's been an update to the garbage can situation. That's one thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Famously, uh, I've told the story about how I gave my parents this nice like automatic garbage can and they wound up putting a smaller garbage can inside it because it was too big. Uh, and then that that larger, nice garbage can has been on their back porch. Well, now sometime between the I haven't been home in two years because last year they canceled Christmas or whatever. Uh, somewhere in these past two years, they have acquired another large garbage can, same size as my inadequate one, and that one has died. And that one is on the back porch now too. So now there's two dead garbage cans on the back porch, right? And there's a third full size garbage can. And I was like, what the hell? Y'all using the, f- I opened it up and there was no tiny garbage can inside it. Uh, and I said, what the hell? Y'all using this full-size garbage can like I got you the first time? Why wasn't mine good enough and the one y'all bought was okay to you not put the small garbage can in? Um, I never got an answer. I never got an answer. <laughs> you never got an answer. I never got an answer. It was just like, for those of you who don't know, this is, you can listen to an old episode. You can find the garbage can story. Anyway, my parents are weird. We've established this many times. 
Yeah, so there's this garbage can graveyard in the backyard, you know, in the back porch. And then they've got this. It's not even as nice as the one I bought them. The nice one that I bought them is on the back porch and I think still works. But they bought another one for inside. Something about the one I bought them bothers them and they didn't like it. So That's too nice. That's too nice. We don't want our friends coming over here judging us based on our garbage can. We can't. We got to put that. We you got, we, you know, yeah, our big city living son. Yeah. Came in from the East Coast. Coastal elite. <laughs> yeah, the coastal elite. He's over here flexing, trying to have us flex on our neighbors. No, we're humble people. Um, I also had the great, uh, so we brought the, one of the cats with us, right? The Veruca. She needs medicine. She get the other cat stayed here. We took the dog and the cat. Uh, I needed to scoop the litter box at some point. My mother likes to triple and quadruple bag things, right? When she's like oh, packing God. up food and stuff. So I was like, oh God, this is going to be a nightmare. Let me just hit it straight on. And I went and I said, mom, I need two bags. I need two of those precious shopping bags from from the grocery store that are plastic that you can throw away and she's like oh you want some of my bags some of my bag stash <laughs> so i'm like i said i want two i want two two bags two one two two bags and i said i'm gonna put one bag inside the other bag so that, that way when i scoop this litter box nothing comes out and she said well there might be a hole in the bag and i said I said, yeah, that's why the two bags, two, two bags, two. I'm holding up two fingers right now. That's how I was to my mom. Two bags, two bags, two bags, two bags. Can I get two bags? Can I get two bags, please? Two bags, two bags, two bags. Yeah, but if you take one bag, it might have a hole in it, and then this, it'll fall out. I have said, yeah. Yeah, that's why I want two. So if one has a hole in it, the second one hopefully won't have a hole in it, and we can scoop the litter box and move on with our lives. And she said, oh, oh, you want two bags like uh yeah i want two bags and so she gave me reluctantly gave me two bags and got the litter box scooped but yeah that was uh, i felt like i was meeting that situation head on right i was like if i ask for a bag i will have to have the conversation about the whole bit i was anticipating it this is how good i've gotten at this right yeah but no it didn't matter I still had to have the conversation about the hole in the bag and how the bags have holes in them and they, they aren't making these bags as good anymore. Why aren't they making these bags as good anymore? And now they're trying to outlaw these bags. <laughs> oh my God. Why that? The, the, you can get my, my pro, what, what is it? Petroleum made yeah. plastic bag when you come get it from my cold dead hands. They're riding hard for it. They're, they're, they're coming to get your light bulbs and your bags, people. Coming to get your light bulbs and your bags. Defend I miss yourself. those days. The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the Halicon days of old. Halcyon? 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 Uh-oh. Halicon. Started over. The Halicon days of old. That's a, I think that's one of the that's a, the people the Transformers fight, isn't it? The Halicon? <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so we also had, uh, so we got through the, most of the day without anything depressing from my side of the family, Jackie's side, Mo- Jackie's mom made sure to call to tell her that so the neighbor had died on Christmas morning. Um, 
But my parents were surprisingly not morbid until late. We got, we almost made it. We almost made it. And late in the day, it's winding down. And my dad try, decides to tell the, the wonderful story about my childhood dog being put down, uh, which is a horrible traumatic experience for me. And yeah, that was, so that was told. So we got, we got our taste of misery, you know, misery, you know, addiction part of the holidays love, love the misery um yeah so there's that you got did you, you you stayed home you didn't go you didn't go didn't go down here's the thing i told my mom last year last year at christmas yeah. i said hey next year i'm gonna start alternating i'm gonna come down for new year's oh next year yeah and uh and i'm gonna stay up here for christmas you know and she said well, that sounds real nice for you. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I'll look forward to seeing New Year's. And now it's been a year. Yeah. And of course, I reminded her, I guess, uh, about two weeks before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to be down there at New Year's. Yeah. Get ready. Mm-hmm. She said, really? Oh, I didn't know that. So, well, well, I told you last year, you know, but that's okay. Yeah. You could have forgotten. You know, it's fine. Yeah, I'm going to be down there at New Year. Well, when are you going to come? So, well, I'll get down there Friday night. We'll hang out all day Saturday, all day Sunday. I'll fly back Monday. Yeah. Oh, well, where are you going to stay? Well, you know, you know, whatever, you know, we'll get an Airbnb, yeah, all this yeah, kind sure. of stuff. You know, yeah, be yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Two weeks later, I'm on the phone with her. <laughs> we know where this is going. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this. <laughs> Every week in the month of December, I've had the same conversation. Well, New Year's. What? You're coming home for New, New Year's. Year's. Is this the first time here of this? I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know you were doing that. Well, Mom, I told you last. Well, I did. I guess I didn't write it down. You didn't write. Where are you going to stay? <laughs> well, when do you get in? Yeah. Well, what are we gonna What are we gonna do? Are you gonna fix meals? Or am I? Who's responsible for these meals? I was like, well, mom, we could do Saturday at your house. Well, she said, "Can I come over to your Airbnb?" What? I said, "Well, well, I'll just I'll just figure I'll come over to your house, mom." Yeah. What's? She said, "Yeah, but if you come over to my house and you decide when you leave, but if I come over to your Airbnb, then I decide when I leave." What? <laughs> I'm going to say this now. Uh, I, I don't talk about this much on the podcast, yeah. but Merry Christmas. Everybody. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm lit. You know, I'm, I'm living in sin, right? Mm-hmm. I'm living in sin. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm living with a, a woman and we're not married. And yeah, Mm-mm-mm. I know. Is and that- my mom has a rule. My mom has a rule. No one sleeps under her roof in the same room as their romantic partner they're unless they're married. married right wow yeah yeah i so, mean I can't, I, i'm saying wow but that's how jackie and i have lived together for years and we stayed in separate bedrooms at my parents house for years until we got married and then okay. even after we were well, married they were like mm, okay you know but so well, I, get, I don't I get it i don't play that yeah i don't play that yeah right? so so I'm getting an Airbnb. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. There you go. That's the better option. Right? Yeah. That's the better thing to do. Yeah. So when I was on the phone with my mom literally two days ago and she's like, well, can I come sleep at the Airbnb? You're I like, said, excuse me, you're making me rent this Airbnb because of this outdated law that you have that I'm not allowed to share a bedroom. 
this law. I say, you don't, you don't get to come stay at my <laughs> Airbnb law. just because yeah. you don't want me to live in sin under your roof. Yeah. I was like, you understand? You, do you understand this right now? I'm going out of pocket to get, rent a place to stay. Right. This is, uh, some would say this is a bit unreasonable. <laughs> you know, some would say, some would, you know, maybe some people would say this is unreasonable. She said, well, but, but where, where on Isle of Palms is your house? I said, I don't fucking know, mom. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't know Isle of Palms that well. How come you made this reservation? I said, what the fuck are you talking about? We don't get to stay at your house. So we're really in Airbnb dog. Like what? Well, can I come over and stay the night? Also. So I told, no, I'm going to tell you this. I, I, I'm going to tell you, this is the God's honest truth. I told my mom last year. Yeah. A year in advance. I'm coming down for New Year's. Yes. Right? Yeah. You believe me. As, as I did with the two bags, you tried to get out in front of this. You yeah. said early. I'm not going to do this at last minute. I'm going to do it now. Yeah. And I have I'm going to talk to her while, yeah. while spirits are high. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, while spirits are high. This is coming next year, so get ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Plan, plan yeah, accordingly. Prepare. Well, yeah. <clears throat> it just so happens that my favorite band, His Golden Messenger, is playing two nights in Charleston, South Carolina on Saturday and Sunday night, New Year's Eve Eve and New Year's Eve. No way. Wow! So I got tickets. Yeah, I got tickets. That's right? that's awesome. What a what a what a New Year's miracle! You know what yeah. my mom hit me with? What? Oh, you're just coming down to go to those concerts. I said, "Mom, I told you a year ago I was coming to visit you." And that the concert wasn't that wasn't a you didn't Hell know about no. that, right? That's I just the, I just got the tickets damn three months ago, two months ago. Oh. I'm going to let you in on a little secret that I've learned in my life. <laughs> I think that you just cannot win. I think you just cannot I just, win. I she think just that, like, that's, that's what I, I think that's why she's trying to come over. She's trying to come over to the Airbnb and be like, what? You're just going to leave me here. You're just going to leave me at the Airbnb while you go listen to the, your Satan music. You yeah, go listen yeah. to your drug band. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared I you're going to relapse, David. I'm scared for your health. They're smoking pot. Uh, they're smoking the weed. Um, they're smoking. They're smoking the pot. Smoking the weed. These, um, you know, they're trying to legalize it now. <laughs> they're trying. <laughs> it's everything that Nixon said. It's the reefer madness. It is. Yeah. Oh my. Let me. Let's back up a little bit. She was concerned about what part of Isle of Palms you were staying on. Listen, <laughs> my family, uh, part, my mom's side of the family is from Charleston. Uh, yeah. I am. My parents have lived on Isle of Palms at some point in time in their life. I think no James Island, not too far away. I have been to Isle of Palms many times. There ain't nowhere on Isle of Palms that would be wrong to stay at. Okay, it's just no. like it's like it's not like you turn a corner and you're like, oh shit, we're in the. We're in the worst part of Isle of Palms. There is no worst part of Isle of Palms, okay? Isle of Palms yeah, is just, well, it's fine. Everywhere is fine. It's good. It's not like you're going to get hurt. It's not big enough to be like, where on Isle of Palms are you staying? <laughs> you know? It's true. It's like not that big. It's like a, what, a mile and a half. Something like that. Yeah. So like that is wild. It's like, well, what part of Isle of Palms? Like, you don't, you, you, don't, you don't know Isle of Palms. Yeah. She's, I don't know. She's afraid you're going to get there. And it's just going to be a hammock. 
between two palm trees. Oh, they got me. The Airbnb got me. They got me. Wow. Well, I, I shouldn't be uh, laughing at this so hard, but I don't. It's only because I feel like, oh, it's not just me that has to deal with this <laughs> shit. No, like, I guess I didn't write it down, Mom. I fucking told well, you three weeks in a row. Did you catch any gruff for not being there on actual Christmas? Um, not directly. No, I mean, she. You know, I called her on Christmas, and she was a little bit. Yeah, you know, she was like, "It's been an adjustment." You know, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, all, you know, so I, I spent Christmas with her for 39 years. I figure I get one off. This is the first time you haven't seen your mom on Christmas. It is the first That's time. That's what I thought. That's what I thought it was. Uh, and you, you don't see your dad's side of the family on Christmas. Then That's right? Thanksgiving, but That's I didn't go there this year okay. either. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't. You kind of took some me time this year. Yeah. I stayed up, stayed up here and. I will say, like, you know, didn't get on I mean, as ridiculous as my family is, obviously, I miss them if I don't see them on the holidays and everything. But last year, when my parents canceled Christmas, we had to stay home unplanned. You know, we thought we were going. It was actually really nice. Kind of yeah. got to just enjoy it on our terms and not put pressure on ourselves to, like, have to, like, be upsetting somebody or like this. And, yeah, yeah, everybody better have fun, but not too much fun because we don't want to make a mess around here. <laughs> don't make a mess. <laughs> As I look out the the graveyard of of discarded trash cans in the backyard, and they're like, "Don't make a mess in the house. Don't don't yeah, make a mess. mess. Make the mess outside where there's all these garbage cans, not inside. Put that, put that garbage out in them outdoor garbage cans now. Them oh, stainless God. steel outdoor garbage cans. Yeah. I they 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 have a constant need to downgrade everything to not fun to uh to to make sure that everything is as little fun as possible. Like they used to listen to relatively cool Christmas music. Oh one boy. one thing when we were a kid, I, my dad would always put on the Alabama Christmas. Album, <laughs> okay, it's country music. Christmas, you know, Christmas and Dixie, now and in the pines. <laughs> it's totally ridiculous and awful, but also different than the normal fare enough to where it's like, okay, this is kind of like, I like this. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I have, sure. and I have like uh memories attached to it. Well, of course that they, now they listen to the fucking like Gregorian chants on Christmas morning or something. It's just like the most depressing Christmas music you've ever heard in your life. Cause you know, they want to like talk about everybody's animals dying on Christmas and shit. There's that. And then, uh-huh. uh, uh, that my dad's, <laughs> my, the tree the tree has some burnout lights on it and so they want to throw the whole tree away they got this tree it's yeah. nice nice tree has some burnout <laughs> lights on it so dad got in, in his mind that he was going to go get a small tree and they're just gonna use a small tree from now on so he went to walmart like the day after christmas to go and he shows back to up the sale to get the sale he shows back up with these two have you ever seen the christmas trees people put on their front porch and you get two of them in a pot they're in pots you know what i'm talking about it's like I in a pot. No it's like in a pot and it's like a t- tiny tree, but it's not like they're skinny. Like they're supposed to look like shrubbery. You know what I mean? They have lights sure. on them, they're, but they're so he bought that two pack. And <laughs> I come down and he's measuring the box of like how big the thing is to see. And he's like, I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, I'm going to replace the tree next year with this. And Jackie was like, well, there's two in that box. It's a two pack. What are you going to do? I was like, yeah, we're going to put them like 
like two raccoons in a trench coat, like on top of each other. And this is like, <laughs> so you got to take this tree that's like three feet tall, like this tr- And he's like, yeah, we're going to put it on a pedestal, on a big pedestal in the living room. Instead of buying a full size tree, they're like, no, nah, we want to have, we want the, we want everybody to know the tree is shitty so that no one has a good time. You know, like <laughs> it's going to be the tiniest tree on the thing. You're going to walk in our house and be like, what is that? <laughs> it was like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. He pulls that out of the box, and I just texted my sister. I said, "I'm dying right now. This thing is like <laughs> it is like it is a shrub. They're about to put a shrub in their in their living room as their Christmas tree because two lights are burnt burn out on the thing. I mean, actually, there's more lights than that. Oh. It is a pain in the ass to fix Christmas lights that are old and broke. Whatever, but I just I'm just constantly like shaking my head. I'm just like this is like. I feel like they're trolling me at some point. You know, I just feel like you could you could just hang new lights on the Christmas tree and don't plug in the lights that came with the tree. Yeah, and which they did. They put on a string of LED lights on the top of the tree, and I'm like, just do that for the whole tree. Like, what? Why is that? The tree's nah. fine, but we're gonna throw the tree away. Oh, we need that. We need. Well, see, here's the thing with they the two pack. He can put the one tree on the pedestal. <laughs> Yeah, and then he knows he's got another tree about ten years from now, ready, ready. He's got the know, backup cha- tree. Yeah, he's got the backup <laughs> tree. So I, I'm just—it's just bizarre. It's very bizarre. Um, very strange. Uh, yeah, I came down. I don't want the whole podcast to be this, but our cat no. takes medicine, right? Uh, she's sick. Yeah. She's got got stomach problems. She got to take medicine before she eats. And so I told my mom, I said, hey, the cat's going to beg for food. We're going to get up and we're going to feed the cat. We're going to give her the medicine. So I come down on Christmas morning and I get up earlier than I had intended to just to make sure that I would get ahead of anything. Okay. I'm trying some things here, right? I come down. My mom's got the cat's medicine in the syringe and it's like double the dose that she normally takes. And it's sitting there and she's about to give the cat the, the medicine that she doesn't know what this medicine is. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, mom, what are you doing? You're about to OD this cat on this laxative. The cat is going to shit all over your house. Like, but it, you don't even know that this is, you don't know what this is. What are you talking about? Why? Why? Are you, yeah. Well, the cat, help. well, the cat was hungry. I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm getting up to feed the cat right now. Why are you about to, why are you about to OD my cat? Oh I'm just God, trying to man. help, Joey. I'm sorry. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. I'm, you don't have to be such a humbug. I was going to feed him more food, too. <laughs> it's Christmas. Yeah. It's Christmas. She wants a little ham <laughs> as a treat. Some secret ham. Yeah. It's just. Well, I, let me, let me, let me, let me lay out the premise here. Yeah, do it. Let, hit us with it. <laughs> Past couple of years, you know, we've done um, top 10 albums of the year. Yeah. And I was feeling like, well, that you know, we can, we're going to cover some music. We're going to talk about the albums yeah. of the year, in our opinion. But I thought to myself, well, why don't we just, instead of one top 10 list each, let's do three top five lists. Yeah. And I told, I told Joey before we signed off last time, I said, we know one of the top five lists is going to be albums. Yes. Make two more top five lists, but don't tell the other person what they are. Okay, but then I told and you what they were. I've already forgotten. I didn't fucking. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, yeah it's like basically going to be a surprise to me. Okay, good. Um, yeah. so I've got 
I've actually got my favorite 10 albums of the year, and I'll just pluck five from there. You can do all 10, actually, if you want. I don't mind. Mm. The problem is I listen to less new music and watch less new movies and less TV. I I didn't consume anything new this year. Uh, Very little. Like, I have enough to fill out my list, but... uh, I you're, did not. You're becoming your parents. I yeah. I looked. I thought about that this morning. I was like, I guess this means I'm officially old because I didn't listen this to is, anything. This is the Gregorian chance. Yeah, um, this is this is how you list. how you get from Alabama's Christmas album to Gregorian chance on Christmas. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I've got two more top five lists. Okay, me too. That you don't know about. Okay. And, uh, and then, and so I think what we should do is just like we go back and forth on the, on the albums. Yeah. We'll go back and forth on these other, on these other lists. Too. On the list. So you want the person that's doing the list to do all five other thing on the list. And then the next, no, you want to go between the no, list. I'll pick, yeah. I'll pick one of my lists. Okay. You pick one of your lists okay. and we'll just count down from there. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think we should get right into it. Cause this is going to be a long podcast. Okay. Let's do it. What do you want to start with? I'm going to start with my top five YouTube subscriptions of the year. Hey, that's that sounds good. That's a good one. So I, I got yeah. pretty excited about yeah. this list. This is good. This is good. Yeah. So th- are you saying this is yeah. a top five channels you subscribe to that you enjoyed or think that yeah or worth yeah? And watching? honestly, all, I, all yeah. five of them came within the last like 18 months for me. Now, these are accounts that have been around for probably much longer than a year, yeah. but I discovered them in the past year. Right. Okay. This is, you consume these this year, so it counts for the year. I, should, I could have mm-hmm. done this, too. That's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's great. So, we'll kick us off. with What's, what's, your, what's your top five list that you're going to be counting down? I will me? do old albums that I rediscovered in 2023. Ooh. So, me that's and right. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Old albums yeah, I rediscovered in 2023. These are ones like I'm not gonna talk about the ones I always talk about, but these are ones that like I just had I've been away from for a few years, come back to them, or maybe many years in the case of some of them. Um, and just other things inspired me to go back to them this year. So anyway. Yeah. So we'll start okay. with your number five of your YouTube subscription channel. My number five is a channel called Honeycuts Brush and More. Honeycuts Brush. And uh yeah, this guy is like um he's like um I think he's a middle school principal. Yeah. But he has a side business where he he has like a a forestry mulcher on the front of a skid steer and he films himself doing side work where he goes to people's property and clears their land for them. Oh, uh, brushes and underbrush. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And um if you if you really like like it's pretty satisfying watching somebody making trails or clearance areas and stuff like that. And I've learned a lot from, from him. Um, he's down in, uh, I'm pretty sure he's in South Carolina, but there's, okay. there's not a ton home. of talking. He'll do a little introduction to yeah. each video, what his mandate is, you know, what he's doing that day, that kind of stuff. And then he, it's mostly just like some real time and some time lapse of him clearing trails and clearing okay. area, areas it, of land. Do you get to see the wood chipper going? Oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I yep. described my I, when I was talking to my sister before Christmas. I was like, "Are we walking into the wood chipper by coming home this year?" So, <laughs> very on theme for me. <laughs> 
Uh, What's your number five album? My number five album that I rediscovered this year. It's one I go back to every five years or so. Uh, it is uh, Cindy Lauper's classic. She's so unusual. It's her most. It's it's the album that has the songs you know on it. Uh, it is her breakout album from the eighties. It's got girls just want to have fun on it. Uh, I say again, I will put the first the A side of that album up against just about any A side ever. Like it's just a wonderful set of hits. Uh, it's got the song. If you want a song that you may not have heard of hers, that is very good. Uh, Money changes everything, which I believe is the first song on the album, is really great. It's got some really good eighty synth in it. Um, she's somebody that just influenced me as a kid. I thought she was cool, and she's I, she's remained cool in a way that like other peers of hers, like Madonna, have not remained cool. I think. Um, and she's super influential. So anyway, she's so unusual by Cindy Lauper. Great album. Uh, I really enjoy. I listened to it a couple weeks ago, actually, and I listened to it like four times in a row. It's just really good. So nice, yeah, nice. Um, I'm going to stick with the learning about machines and how to use them and whatnot. And my number four subscription is called Stanley, quote unquote, Dirt Monkey Genedeck. This is a guy that's a, he's a professional landscaper, but he is so good at preparing videos that are not just about landscaping, but he'll do um, different sorts of comparisons with different heavy equipment, what you should buy, what you should not buy. And then he'll like, he'll do like combination videos with other YouTubers and they're like doing stuff together. And as far as like, so Honeycut is more meditative mm -hmm. because you're, you've not really got a personality that's like leading it, but this yeah. guy, dirt monkey, he is fun to watch. He's engaging. He's like, kind of like the camera loves him, you know, mm -hmm. and he's got incredibly useful information and a lot of the projects that he does are just fun to watch and it's very well edited. So the production value on his, on his videos for what it is, is really good. That's cool. Uh, it's very much like, sure. uh, it sounds like I watch uh restoration channels sometimes where people like, uh, -huh. uh put together, uh, to fix old toys, like star Wars toys or something and like clean them up. A lot of those are either, it's either like showing, telling you how to do it. So you have a narrator or it's just ASMR and you're just watching them like do the thing. And listen. Mm -hmm. to the, and that sounds like the, the former channel that you talked about was kind of more like that. And this one's more like hands-on, like describing the thing that's happening, injecting the personality into it. Right. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You really into, really into landscaping this year. A uh, lot of lot of learning about that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, that's something I don't know a lot yep. about. So, um, okay, my number four on my old albums I rediscovered in twenty twenty three is "If I Should Fall from Grace with God" by the Pogues. I don't know if you've listened Ooh. to the Pogues before. It's a uh, Shane McGowan, famous uh, lead singer of the Pogues, passed away uh, last month, I believe. And I've always been fascinated with him. He's such a like character in punk history. There's a really good documentary about him called uh, Crock of Gold that I watched. And I think I talked about on on this show a few years ago. Really interesting songwriter, uh, punk rock ethos, but uh, infused with Irish folk, you know, music background. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I listened to If I Should Fall from Grace with God, which is my favorite Pogues album. It's the album that has Fairy Tale of New York, which is their famous Christmas song. Um, I'm sure you've heard that song. I don't know. Are you familiar yep. with the Pogues at all? Yeah, I'm familiar with the Pogues. I'm just not that deep. I did see a lot of people talking about that guy passing away. Yeah. Shane McGowan's an interesting dude, like very uh, rock and roll, but also just kind of crazy, but also brilliant songwriter. Um, too uh too brilliant for his own good i hate the stuff that the pogues inspired i guess your dropkick murphys and bullshit like that you know like you're but the thing that they they were the first ones to do the like hey this irish folk music is actually just old punk music you know like they a lot of stuff is like yeah this is talking about burning the government down and fighting to get our land back and all this shit and uh they, 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 I don't know. It's just interesting. I, I, I don't. I can't listen to the Pogues forever. I have to listen to them for like a month, and then I go away from them for like two years, and I right. come back and do it again. But if I should fall from grace with God, is the title track is awesome. It's my favorite Pogue song, and uh, it's it's worth checking them out if you never listened to them. I think that album is pretty accessible, pretty good. So nice. Yeah. What's your number uh, three? On your my list? number three is a an Australian um vlogger dude named Bo Miles B A B E A U Miles Bo Regard I'm just going to read the titles of the <clears throat> most popular five videos yeah uh now he lives kind of you know he lives in Australia it seems like he has a relatively large piece of property mm-hmm. number 1 running a marathon 1 mile every hour Number two, secretly building my wife a $60 cabin. So he just, he has a whole series on making stuff out of junk. Mm-hmm. He's a big DIYer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third is 40 days eating only canned beans. <laughs> um, running 43 kilometers along a hidden railway line. Like he used to be like a ultra marathon dude. Yeah. He's kayaked around the southern tip of Africa. He's running 650 kilometers through the Australian right. Alps in 13 days. But he's got a lot of different stuff. He's very he's varied in his subjects, the things that he's doing. Um, but he he does a lot of just really neat stuff at his house or in Australia where he's like walking a thousand kilometers to work. He did a thing where he picked up 10,000 bottles and cans because of what Kramer said on Seinfeld, you know, uh, he's now like into being a dad. So he's a lot of his stuff is about like how he's raising his kids and stuff like that. Not, not all of it is that interesting to me, but a lot of his videos, his videos are really well made. So the production value is high. Again, he's another kind of like magnetic personality Mm -hmm. to to watch and listen to um and some of i i bu- secretly building my wife a 60 dollar cabin was really freaking cool um because cool. it came out like a she shed that was like actually you wanted to spend time in it after yeah. you after it was over it was actually so. cool yeah what's, mm-hmm. what's the name yeah. of that channel again bo miles bo miles <laughs> miles yeah sounds like i could find some things to watch on there i mean i like it youtube channels are kind of interesting because i have some things that i follow that i'm just not really into in general the the i the concept of it but i like how mm-hmm. they do their video yeah so this is things that got suggested to me and i'm like well i don't care anything about these old sewing machines but 
I damn, I like watching this guy walk, work on him. You know, that's right. Uh, that's sort of that's thing. right. That's the beauty of YouTube. Um. Okay, my number three album, old album I rediscovered in 2023, is uh, REM's "Out of Time." Okay, that's the one wow. that has uh, "Losing My Religion" on it. Um, it is uh, where does it have? Um, it, so the reason. Let me look this up. Out of Time R.E.M. The reason why I uh, got back into this album, which I'd never really listened to this album a lot. Uh, Automatic for the People is the one that I was really into in high school. Uh, oh. But this album, s- several R.E.M. songs are featured in season two of The Bear. It is, I would say, the audio theme of the season is R.E.M. for some reason. I think there were some R.E.M. in season one, too, but there's a lot of R.E.M. songs in season two of The Bear. One of the songs that I had was vaguely familiar with, but was like, damn, that's a good song is half a world away, which I think is the song that's in the finale of the bear uh, season two. Um, very like mandolin driven. This whole album is very mandolin heavy. Like, you know, it very REM. Um, and it's just a great album. I mean, it's got, uh, like I said, it's got losing my religion on it. And, um, Half a World Away, it's got Shiny Happy People, which is kind of a dumb song, but uh, Radio Song, Blackbirds, uh, all these just, just good good songs on it. So, um, Rarium's one of those bands that I always forget that I like. And then I'm like, something like this comes up and they get used in a soundtrack or something, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is good. I They're the small dose band for me. You can you like them in a small dose? Yeah, I mean, every time I hear them, I'm like, oh, man, I, I want to go listen to this album, and then I go listen to it, and I'm like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, you're good on R.E.M. Because <laughs> I guess I'm good for a while. They're a band that I don't realize, like, as a kid or in high school, I was into the bands that were around R.E.M., but I never would be like, oh, yeah, I'm a big R.E.M. fan. But now I look back, and I'm like, actually, I think I liked R.E.M. a lot more than I, like, realized. Um. Yeah. So, and that this album's really good. Uh, the way that they use the music in the Bear season two is is really fantastic. So, uh, that's that's my number three on old albums. What's your uh, what's your number? My number two is, I think it's like functionally a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's called the Disc Golf World, and it's a weekly video. Mm-hmm. Um, actually. So they do three a week. They do one on Monday, one on Wednesday, one on Friday. And they're they're generally pretty short. They're mostly under 15 minutes. They're like 10, 10 to 15 minutes. And they really just kind of like cover the news. Like, you know, on, on Monday, they'll cover the tournament from the weekend before. And Wednesday, it's usually some like headline stuff. And on Friday, it's kind of a preview of the upcoming tournament. Yeah. Um, but they have a lot of other you know, kind of a, a a lot of other interviews and, you know, different now that they're, they've kind of gotten pretty popular within this niche community. I think they yeah. have, yeah, they got 16,000 subscribers. One of the, one nothing. of the known podcasts in that or mm-hmm. uh, content creators in that space. Yeah. And the, the thing about <clears throat> what they're doing is they will edit out all the dead air. So it's just like a barrage of, 
content. Yeah. You're getting in 15 minutes probably what you and I cover in 45 minutes yeah, to right, an hour because yeah, yeah. we're so yeah, damn right, slow, right, you know. Yeah, so right. so it feels digestible, it feels quick. It's a good way to stay yeah. on the up and up of the disc golf world. Let's get let's get in there. Uh I have so, several like Magic the Gathering channels that I watch that are like that. Very Okay. Same yeah. Thing. You know, give you the news, give you their opinions on a couple things and then move on, you know. Um mm-hmm. Well, my number two album, old album I rediscovered in 2023 is Three Feet High and Rising by De La Soul. Um, the reason, yeah, so you just listen to music because everybody's dying. Well, that's not the once, <laughs> once again, once again, yeah. no. This is how you turn into Gregorian chants. It, it, old, like you're old. becoming addicted to the misery. It, uh, yeah, misery addiction. Um, I just, it just, it just loving sadness. Um, no, I I actually started listening to Three Feet High and Rising because uh, De La Soul famously did not have the rights to put their music on digital streaming services. Okay, for years and years and years. So their old albums, uh, I want to say it was Tommy Boy Records or something, had the rights to it, and they wouldn't release them to put the stuff on. So finally, they worked out a deal to put their stuff on digital platforms like Spotify. Uh, and right around that time, that's when I started listening to this album. Right around that time, plug to uh, Trugoy the Dove from uh, De La Soul passed away tragically, and so they were like, you know, listen to his, listen to these albums uh, in his honor, in you know, his memory and all this stuff. And so I just like I had that album on rotation more than I've had it in years, because um, before you had to just like pull it up on YouTube or something, you know, somebody who had ripped a copy off of a CD or something. Uh, you couldn't yeah. you couldn't listen to it, so I, there were a lot of the tracks I had not listened to, and since it came out, pretty much, and it's just such a great album. I got Jackie into it; she really likes it. Um, it's a very um, it influenced a lot of other artists of that time. Like it kind of like led the way for a lot of the Tribe Called Quest type music that came out in the '90s. That uh, Native Tongues stuff; they were part of Native Tongues. They were this was one of the early albums from that that sort of group of artists um prince paul production on it and uh it's just a fantastic album i recommend everybody listen to it if you haven't it's on spotify of course so. nice yeah and uh nice yeah. what's your uh my number one subscription on youtube is a guy <clears throat> named andrew camarada C-A-M-A-R-A-T-A. He has almost one and a half million subscribers. Mm -hmm. And the guy (laughs) barely ever talks. (laughs) And his his videos are usually over an hour long. Wow. This is a guy who is... I did some reading on like... He has a Wikipedia page. He had like, he and his dad had like a construction company or he was like a renovator or a contractor, but he's also a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And he, he bought 80 acres on the top of a mountain in New York state. And for the past couple of years, he's been turning it into his own place. Yeah. And you can go back to the beginning. He actually, he has a video 
I think it's one of the the main videos on his page. It's like a a bot eighty acres on the top of a mountain, and it's like a three and a half hour compilation of everything that he's done since. But you have the ability to watch some of those projects as separate videos. So that like yeah. one big video is kind of like the hmm, you know the introduction, yeah, if if you will, to like what he's done, and it's. Three and a half hours, you know, I mean, that's longer than the Irishman. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's, he, what he does is he stays on, like, Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or whatnot. He buys, like, 20-year-old construction equipment. Yeah. And because he's a mechanic, he kind uh-huh. of, they either, they're either inoperable or barely operable. And he'll film himself just, like, repairing them and fixing them, getting them to work. And then he uses them. Yeah. So he's got yeah. this like grader that's like meant for like highways that he's building a road on the side of this mountain and he's got the X and Y and Z and all sorts, but everything that would go into doing that, like he went out with the surveyors and he's like drilling holes to put crowbar into the ground to, you know, make the the stakes in the corners of his property and all this kind of stuff. And, and it's like, it's on the one hand, some videos are totally meditative. Other videos are really interesting where you can learn about how he's problem solving and troubleshooting different elements. And there's all, I mean, it's like, it is the coolest, it's the coolest page on YouTube, in my opinion. I mean, Hmm. moving, moving a broken rock truck, finishing crushing rock, D seven dozer drag tree, moving a steel bridge, Buying a cheap grader, scrapping junk cars, moving a dozer and shipping container, track loader, new water pump and mow field. You know, it's just like you never know what you got. And he's got, I mean, it's, 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 it's upstate New York. He's sometimes he's going around on a snowmobile to get to different parts of the property. And he's always got, when he first started the page, he had an old dog and a younger dog and that older dog has since passed away. And then he got another puppy and now the puppy is like a normal dog. (laughs) And he's always got these dogs. These dogs are always with him. They're never on a leash. And you're just like watching the dogs. just like, as eventually like get bored and lay down and watch him use the dozer. And then whenever he's moving, they're just running around with him. And it's just like, the dude is out there doing it. You know what I mean? He's like living his fucking best life. And filming it i don't know man it's yeah. it's fucking cool yeah Out they're doing cool shit yeah yeah what's the name again yeah so the the name of the guy is andrew camarada c-a-m-a-r-a-t-a i recommend that to anybody that has any interest in anything that might be done outdoors or any machines anything like that like it's so cool i mean i could watch somebody use a backhoe for probably three hours well straight like just i've always been now imagine he he doesn't just use it like he goes to the side of his yeah. fucking mountain and he uses the backhoe to dig into the side of the mountain to pull big rocks out he crushes those rocks he loads them into a dump truck this is all old machinery that he's repaired and fixed yeah. up he then drives it down this makeshift road that he's made and he dumps it out and then he goes and gets the roller like a 1975 yeah. roller that you see on asphalt and he's rolling over those yeah. and he's making the trip. And then he's like, Oh, I've got a bump right here. I got to, then he goes and gets his grader and he, you know, I mean, it's all just like, wow. Dude's just figuring it out. Wow. Just like doing it, you know, it's so cool. So it sounds like a lot of work. 
I, it I, is, I, it I, is check but it I, I, I yeah. th- I've learned that he makes like he basically now makes his living off his YouTube page. So he's oh. basically getting paid to do exactly what he, he wants, wants to, to do. do. That's always cool when people are. I mean, it also enrages me because I'm like, well, I want to do that. I don't have the. Well, you got to start filming. Yeah, I should. I should just start filming. You're right. I am hilarious. I should start filming all the time. I didn't um, say you were funny. Uh, yeah, you you implied it. Um, we can <laughs> we can move on though. Uh, so my number one old album I rediscovered in 2023, and I'm interested to know. I think we've talked about this album on the show before. Uh, but I'm interested to know your relationship to it. It is with a band that I am uh very hot and cold on. Like the times that I have liked them, I very much like them. The times I have not, I very much not. It's a uh, Green Day's Dookie album. Um, which. Green Day has gone down this hot topic punk road that is like, you know, but and mo- and a lot of people now, fans of them now, only know them from that, you know. Yeah, they don't know them. Yeah. And I, I was exposed to them even before because of their proximity to Jawbreaker, famously one of my favorite bands. They were in the same scene. Green Day was, you know, <laughs> and but they came up together. But Jawbreaker kind of did the like we're going to go mainstream and got shit on for it. And then it's like jawbreaker, uh, walks so that green day could run green day did the same thing like a year later. And everybody was like, Oh, this is cool. You know? Um, but then green day just turned into this, whatever they are now, like, (laughs) like I said, hot topic, whatever. But that dookie album is so good start to finish it is just a good album like it's just it just rips that whole album just rips from beginning to end so i i agree with you that dookie is the most kind of like authentic to what i think that band is album yeah um but but that's kind of disingenuous to say because like whatever excites them should be what I support and yeah. say oh this is a you know so I mean the, I mean they got a Broadway play you know what I mean like they definitely went mainstream like you got a Broadway play dog like yeah and I'm not that's I that's their right to do that and I think it's awesome when artists get to do that I also don't have hey, to just enjoy ain't, that ain't no, <laughs> ain't nothing punk about no, Broadway yeah play. that's that's the thing is like yeah totally it's like. <laughs> Yeah, I respect that, that they song. get to do what they want to do. I don't want to be the guy that's like, they, I mean, we do have a podcast call. I only like their old stuff, but I mean, that's yeah, the joke. Yeah, but that's, that's ironic. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah, that's we try not to be those people, but damn, it's hard sometimes with some bands. That's fucking like, hard. You can't come at me with Longview <laughs> and then go from Longview to fucking Broadway, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I do, they although all, I, I will maintain that I think that Rancid's and Out Come the Wolves would make the best Broadway play of that era. Okay, well, hopefully, when they sell out, finally, they'll uh, they'll do that. They ain't selling out. Yeah, Tim nah, ain't gonna sell out. He's an artist. Out. He's out there playing with uh, what's his name from Operation Jesse from Operation Ivy yeah. again. They got their own new project, right? Um, yeah, yeah. That Dookie album it came out when I was in high school, and it is the videos were all over MTV. Um, it it was like, I, and it was accepted in a way that like nothing like that had been accepted before of my era of like, Hey, this is punk music. And this is like, which, you know, real punks would be like, once they became on MTV, they're not real, whatever. But it's like, no, this is a, they, that Dookie album is not like, 
it is very poppy in a lot of ways, but it's not polished to the point where it's like Fallout Boy or something, you know? Yeah, it's not mall punk at all. No, no. I, I, I need to go back and re-listen to it because I think the last time I listened to it, my takeaway was like, I love this album because of when I heard this album, not because of how good this album is. So I need to go reinvestigate whether or not I think it's actually a good album or if it's just attached to the nostalgia element. Like this, it's funny because this year was the first year that I didn't watch two movies because last year I watched these two Christmas movies that I had kind of like always had a nice spot in my heart. And I realized these movies are really bad. They're so bad. I can't even ironically watch them anymore. And then there was one Christmas album that I tried to listen to and I was like, fuck man, the only reason that I feel any warmth toward this at all is because it was on in my house growing up. What was that album? Neil Diamond. Oh, Neil his, Diamond's Christmas he has album. like he has like four Christmas yeah. albums. It's the first Christmas album. That's what we were. And I was like listening to it. I was like, God, this it is, is so much. bad. Yeah. It's so bad. It's like it's like that when you take a bite of cheesecake and it's too rich and yeah. it like makes your this teeth is too itch. Much of that. Like yeah. this is saccharine. Yeah. It was what were the so, two, what were the two like, movies? Uh one of them is like clowned universally now. It's love actually. Yeah. That one did not. You know, that right movie now. is so problematic. It's it's <laughs> it is so and then and it's it's like the probably the most problematic movie ever it made. Is. And now, you know, <laughs> and it's now it's not thinking about it. It's like, well, no wonder it, it got made because that was like that was the end of like, okay, well, these I mean, not to sound like this guy, but it's just probably it was a writer's room of a bunch of straight white men. It was like, these are great love stories. I, yeah. It's like, yeah. actually, oh, no, this uh, two like, of them is predation. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> there's some, there's this, the Colin first storyline in that movie. He's like, he gets engaged to a woman that he can't even speak like English with. Like yeah. she doesn't, she, she can't speak his language. Yeah. And she's his housekeeper yeah. and he's just gonna, yeah, the power then, uh, power balance there is a little bit. The off. power balance, yeah. the fucking <laughs> what's his name goes into number ten. He's the prime minister, yeah. and like the, on the first day, he's trying to fuck the fucking the girl that's bringing him biscuits. Yeah, yeah, I saw a, a meme the other day. You know, uh, Andrew Lincoln or whatever shows up with the signs in the in Kieran Knightley's mm-hmm. yard, <laughs> and then the meme said, "It's honey, your best friend's on the front on the front yard trying to fuck me again or something like that." <laughs> Yeah, so bad. Weird. It's they so thought, bad. They thought that was some kind of like edgy, like this is new romance. This is how new romance is. And it's like, nah, dog, that's not good. Like, I think that movie is a Miramax movie too, right? So probably Yeah, they were the I, I bet. Uh, let me see here. I love actually Miramax. Let's see if it is. Uh, maybe it's not, but it does feel like it, nah. it feels like that Miramax era of uh, it's got that vibe. Stuff. Miramax would have bought <laughs> yeah. the option. They would have. They were mad that they didn't get it. They were gonna, probably bid. Yeah, they, they were bid gonna juice on it, it up yeah. a little bit. They were gonna make it a little more yeah. uh more edgy. Um, <laughs> I remember the liking, other movie is uh sorry. I remember liking that movie because it was different than other Christmas movies. But then it's like, well, it was cool because it was, it's yeah. like. 10 different stories and somehow some of them are a little bit intertwined and none of it's like we can't wait for santa claus to get here it's like real people existing during the holidays 
So real people being fucking terrible to they, each other. It turns the out holiday. that they're really bad. Yeah. So, what's the other out there? The other, the other movie is The Holiday, starring Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jude Law, and Jack Black, where Cameron Diaz uh, yeah, we watched has a, break, a, a pretty bad breakup with her yeah. boyfriend. She goes on a, a house-swapping mm-hmm. website. A couple of funny things about this. Number one, like, Cameron, turns out, and I hate to say this. I'm, I'm, I'm real right now. I hate to say this. I do not want to say this, but I'm a beacon of truth. Give it, give it to it. Cameron Diaz, Cameron Diaz is not good at acting. Nope, she's terrible. I've, I've never liked her. It's so bad, I've dude. Never it's liked so, her. and this, Ooh. this movie really features how bad how she bad is at she acting. Is. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, that's one. Number might. two, I got a targeted Instagram ad this week. That was a new website has come up. That's just like you could be just like Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz in the holiday. You can swap houses with somebody else. Like, motherfucker, that's called Airbnb, dog. Like, what are you talking <laughs> right. about? You know, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I can go live in that. somebody else's yeah. second home that yeah. they purchased in order to rent out on Airbnb yeah. and push out all the local residents yeah. whenever I want. Yeah, that's not special. Oh wow. man! So it's a well. Yeah, here's the thing about that movie. The the thing about that movie though, that still stays, mm-hmm. is how good Jack Black is in it. Damn, he's good. You know, you look at him. We watched High Fidelity recently, um, and he's so good in that movie. Yeah, he, and he said that that was still the period where, like, now he's just I'm Jack Black and everything. And that was kind of a period where he was still doing some acting as someone other than Jack Black. Now he's just kind of a character yeah. of himself. He's still great in most well, things he does, but. His yeah. his role in High Fidelity is, I, I think, like the birth of. of it's kind of like um, yeah. it's like Ben Stiller and Heavyweights yeah. was that was foreshadowing of Ben Stiller and Dodgeball. Yeah, yeah. Jack Black in High Fidelity is foreshadowing of Jack Black. All I'm going to do the Jack Black thing, and but I guess it was before mm-hmm. it was kind of burnt out. So it was the 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 beginnings of it, as you say. Um, yeah, I, I, the, I, the way he clowns that Michael Stipe ass motherfucker in the radio shop, <laughs> and then the guy comes in for like, I want to buy an album for my daughter, and he's like, Barry Manilow or some shit. And he's like, Oh my god, is she is, is she in a coma? Oh my god, is she in a coma? <laughs> it was uh, it was uh, Stevie Wonder's I Just Called to Say I Love You. That's what he comes in to get because <laughs> then he kicks off the top five uh, artists that used to be good, but are shit now or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, Oh God, is she in a coma? And the guy's like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> he's, he's the record store guy, comic book store guy. He's so good. Oh, yeah. Man. We, we watched the holiday. I think within the past two years, I'd never seen it before. And Jackie liked it. And I, I didn't have a problem with it or anything. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Cause it was. it was your first time watching it. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't want to like, yeah, if it was in rotation, I don't know about that. Um, I do like I do <clears throat> I do like I will watch it probably two years from now. Yeah, you just need some time because I'll I'll it, forget. You know, yeah, I'll forget. Bad. But for like for probably six seven years, I watched that movie every Christmas. Every Christmas, it was one a year. Christmas. Uh, it's just it's just so. But the last time I watched it, I was like, I cannot stand Cameron Diaz in this movie. Here's a, here's She's one of something bad. you don't know. Sure. Cameron Diaz's job is she owns her own business, which is cutting movie trailers. Mm-hmm. And there's only one or two scenes 
before in act one of the movie where she's got, she's had this breakup and then she's trying to go back to work. Yeah. Kind of throwing herself into work to forget about the breakup. And she works with two editors that are like her employees. Uh And they're the ones that are like, you need to take some time off. One of the two editors is John Krasinski (laughs) pre the office. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. No, of course not. Wow. No, huh. it's only he's got maybe three minutes yeah. of screen time. That was, that was early, early Krasinski. Um, early Krasins. Krasins. Um, So back to that Green Day album, I had the same expectations that you experienced of like, I am not going to like this because I just liked it because I was in high school when it came out. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised by how good the album was. But you, you know, listen to put it on sometime at the gym or something and, you know. Come up, see see what you think about it. Um, yeah, so that was my number one. Uh, what do you want to do next? You want to save the you want us do you want both of us to do the music of the year for the last yeah. one, and we'll just go back and forth yeah, on our we'll other do. two. Yeah, what's what's uh? Yeah. Well, I guess I'll start with this one. Uh, so my okay. this one is my my top shows, movies, games, content from twenty twenty three. Okay. So pretty much all Shows, movies, everything, else. anything like not music related content. Cause I didn't have enough for yep. any one of those things to have their own list. These are just things that I enjoyed this year that I, that I consumed my consuming of 2023, I guess. Uh, my yep. number five on that list is a Hulu movie. I've mentioned it on the podcast a couple episodes ago around Halloween. It's called no one will save you. It's a alien abduction movie. I'm super into aliens. It's very uh, old school, little green men, you know, the grays kind of aliens with the big bug eyes, the sort of thing. I won't say much about how, where it goes. It's, it's, it's better to not read anything about it. Uh, just watch it. But it is a Hulu produced movie and those things are hit or miss. But this one, I felt like they did a pretty good job with. It's not the greatest movie I've ever watched, but it's a very interesting film, and I like the way it was made. and And it was uh, it doesn't wear out its welcome. It's very uh, I think it's like an hour and a half or something. But we watched it around Halloween, and re- I really enjoyed it. So no one will save you. The movie on Hulu. Okay. What's your next? I, I don't. So so I'm doing um, just top five moments for me. Okay. Uh, the year. Okay. Like personal. Moments. Um, and yeah, personal moments. Okay, cool. So a lot of this is going to be real fucking lame for a lot of people. No. Uh, but you know, 10 years from now, maybe I'll go back. I won't go back and listen to this episode. Um, the, the number five for me is uh, the day after my business flooded. Uh, we had, you know, four inches of water in the, yeah. in the building and, um, I showed up with the guy that I run the gym with and a couple of two or three other people. And we were looking at a long day ahead of us, you know, of tearing apart everything mm-hmm. in the, in the ground floor that was made of wood that had gotten flooded and then having to replace everything and all the cleaning that was going to come with that. And, uh, there were like four other people in the parking lot waiting on us to show up. Wow. And over the course of the day, about 15 people had come by to help out. And, um, we got it. I thought we were going to be there for, you know, 15 or 16 hours and maybe even then not even get everything done. And and we got everything done in like 10 hours. And it's just one of those days where I was like, 
pretty damn filled up with gratitude and a little bit of um, disbelief, but also just kind of like, okay, well, this is, I must be doing something right. You built these people who pay a premium. Yeah. Still came to help repair. You built a community and then the community rewarded you for putting the time and effort into it. That's awesome. I, I think that that happened while we were supposed to be there and we can't, we canceled our trip to come see you because the cat was sick. And I believe that, that was at this. That was a, that was that same week, yeah. Because it was right around the was time it? of the. I think it was right around the time of the Death Cab concert. Because I remember seeing that and being like, "Oh, oh no, you're right, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right." Because the funny thing is, I have so I have this big ridiculous truck that people think I'm overcompensating something for. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and then I also have a little Subaru. Yeah, and I. uh I remember the. I remember <laughs> everybody who parked at the gym that day. Their yeah. car got totaled. Yeah, right. Wow. And the, the guy that I run the gym with, what well, dude? There was like, I mean, the cars in the parking lot had water up to the seats. That's crazy. Yeah, up to the seats because yeah. there's like five inches of elevation between the building and the parking yeah. lot. So, so the guy that runs the gym with me, I was like, look, man take the Subaru, drive it until you get your insurance money. I'll just drive the truck. Yeah. And then, you know, two days later, I got to go to Boston to go to the death cab <laughs> postal service concert. Yeah. And I drive this honking ass truck all the way up to Boston <laughs> and I'm trying to find parking yeah. and, and everybody with the, every parking lot has like a public attendant. Yeah. And they all they all turn me away. They're like, no, no. Like, no, you no. can't pull that fucking truck in here. Get the <laughs> Not fuck here, out asshole. Of here. I had to park yeah. like 10 blocks away and just walk my ass oh my God. <laughs> to the show. <laughs> I, I yeah. I know that it happened during that time because I, I that was the day we were supposed to get there, I think, that the flood happened. And I was like, Well, I guess it's extra good we didn't go because it seems like that was a huge mess. And you would have had to worry about us getting from the airport and all this shit. And like it would just it wound up working out. But yeah, uh, it's a bummer no, that things right. got flooded. But it sounds like you fixed <sighs> it all, so that's that's nice. That's nice that people helped you out. It's, it feels good, yeah, when, it was uh, cool. you know, when people people lift you up like that. Um, yeah, it was nice. My number. Are you ready to move on? Yeah. Uh, my number four is uh, is a YouTube cre- or a Twitter. I don't know a content creator. TikTok, I guess, was where he originally started, but. Uh, it's a guy named Brian Jordan Alvarez. He's like a voice actor. He's been in Will and Grace and a couple other things. Uh, he does, he has this whole universe of characters he does and they're all based on, uh, like, uh, TikTok filters and Instagram filters and stuff where it changes his face, okay. but he becomes a different person. He has, and he stays in those characters. Like he's known for, he has a character that's called Marnie and she's got these bangs and she's like a yoga retreat person. It's like, <laughs> sign up for my class. Okay. Uh, yeah. and he, it, it's just all these like really creative. It reminds me of like Hee Haw Jones and stuff like that, you know, where right. they made a character. He's got rules for the character, which I really appreciate. The character does certain things every time so that it makes the character different from the other character. The character has the ways of thinking and, and emoting and things like that. I mean, my favorite character of his is his character, TJ Mack. And he's this, uh, he's this guy uh who wants he he thinks he's a pop star and he's always talking about his pop music that he's making 
He also loves going to stores like TJ Maxx or um, what's another store like that? Uh, Marshalls. Marshalls, uh, Home Goods, things like that. He just loves to go there and buy whatever he wants. And uh, he has his wife. He's he's also got the care. He plays the same guy plays his wife. They're never in the same video together because it's him. She yeah. looks like the Grinch. Uh, it's really weird, but he did this song this year called Sitting, and it's all about how great just sitting down is. And people remixed it, and it went viral. Um, I'm surprised you hadn't encountered it somewhere on the internet, but sitting is the opposite of standing. It's totally stupid, but people <laughs> remixed it, and like DJs remixed it. They got it on the radio in Australia. Like he's like it's all this crazy shit, and it led to him like he's got a he's got a new sitcom coming out next year because of this these characters he made and anyway his name is brian jordan alvarez you can find him on twitter um or on tiktok and uh it's just funny stuff it's like really bite-sized okay. little little videos and stupid shit and uh i just yeah. like the characters he does it was really funny so um i like that yeah yeah just send me that link i'll send you i'll send you a couple of the funny the ones i think are the funniest and you can see if you, if you like yeah. it or not so um I probably won't. You but probably it's worth trying. It's dumb. So, all right. What's your uh? Yeah. What's your so it's just four as dumb as Dookie? Yeah. <laughs> Boo. What's your uh? What's your number four? Uh, moment my number my number four moment of the year is uh Easy Does It Festival. Yeah. <clears throat> it was uh just super cool to stand out in front of a crowd of a, a hundred people and give them rules to a scavenger hunt and then yeah. have them go out into the woods and and do it and. And I got to go out in the woods during it and see everybody having fun and, you know, give hints here and there. And and then we came back, we had a potluck dinner and like I I didn't get to help with dinner at all because I was scoring the sheets yeah. for everybody for the scavenger hunt. It, like nobody had any complaints. And then, you know, we had the concert and there was about 130 people for the concert. And I just like, I didn't make any major mistakes and just yeah. like the logistical challenge of it and the fact that I pulled it off and a lot of people, most of the people had never done anything like that before. Yeah. So like anticipating their needs and, and knowing what they were going to have to have help with and stuff like that. And it didn't, it didn't get fucked up. And, and I am mm -hmm. a little bit nervous about, <clears throat> this next year is easy does a fest just because I feel like I'm kind of starting all over because the woods have gotten so destroyed because uh, of the logger, but, yeah. um, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get it sorted out get it figured out. And, um, it was, it was just cool. So it's not often you, I mean, it's, it's very rare that anything, anybody does anything like that. Yeah. And then to get to have been there for the first one. Yeah. Not hoping that it becomes a thing and yeah. knowing that like it was just an idea yeah it was just yeah. like a lot of hours of time thinking about it and putting it into action and it came across yeah you you talked about it for a while and then you made it happen um it yeah. always feels good and you i imagine it scratched that itch of i miss camp and doing camp things while also <sighs> showing people hey this is what summer camp was like if you never did this this is the fun. Yeah. This is the funnest stuff from summer camp here. And, and you to can, like, you can do it. You can do it now. Yeah. You can do it now. Right? Like you can do this. Okay, if you buy like, in, yeah. like if you yeah. allow yourself yeah. to be silly, even though you're like 32 years old, Yeah, you can. Yeah. You that's know. fun to, to share that joy. I was really jealous that I didn't get, didn't get to make it, uh, but I'm coming up this year. I'm going to be there this year. I'm going to help you out. So. Okay. 
I'm I'm making it. That's one of my my things for next year. Is I want to go to that. I think it's gonna be yeah. fun. So. What's your what's I'm your goal in the woods? Uh, you're on number three. My number three thing that I consume this year. Uh, this is funny because I think this is like my basically my list from last year. Some of this. Uh, it was the bear season two. I think the bear season <laughs> one was my number one of last year. Thing that I consumed. Yeah. Uh, the bear season two is number three. It's not because of any quality dip or anything like that. I think the season two is just as good as season one. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, there's people that have some criticisms of it, but I think it's natural to have a blowback of that because it became so popular or so like beloved. Uh, I love the music. The, sh- the show's strength for me is interweaving music in certain moments with people's emotions and things like that. And I think I love that part of it. Um, I just really enjoy the show, and I think it's like the best one of the best things that's been created the past couple of years. And so, you know, yeah, everybody's watched it. I don't have to go on and on about <clears throat> it, but I really enjoyed it. I like the way that it's like the show has some dark themes, but there's not really a villain in it. It also is um, it's uplifting in a way because you care about these people and you bad things happen to them, but they kind of overcome them. They can be bad to each other, but they're not outright nasty to each other most of the time. Um, it, yeah, so I think did I have a conversation with you that it's almost like this show is what Ted Lasso should have been in the end, almost. No, like so I had I had this conversation with somebody that's like this show the bear is like a more realistic Ted Lasso in a lot of ways. It's not this uplifting like everybody's happy and everybody blah blah blah, blah but it's this sort of like story of human beings trying to do something and succeed at something and motivating each other in different ways. And whereas like the last season of Ted Lasso, I think just went off a cliff. Uh, this is like more like, I don't know. There's like more, uh, some ways it's easier for me to buy into this, I guess. Cause the characters feel more real. I don't know. Maybe real. it's not a good comparison. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't dislike Ted Lasso. I think Ted Lasso was something incredible too in the past couple of years. I did not like that last season of it, but um, oh. I don't know. Anyway, the bear season two watch it also i like that it's certainly like i think it was probably my favorite episode or series of of tv this year i was thinking about in my top five lists doing my five favorite episodes of television per year and if i had done that obviously the seven fishes would have been the christmas that was the best episode of tv this year yeah i would put the one where richie learns not to be an asshole uh, and become a you know where he goes and stodges at the other thing, and they teach him how to be a mater d or whatever he is in the thing. I'd yeah. put that up there yeah. with Seven Fishes. Those two were like the two best episodes of TV this year. Like, yeah, I um, just think that that episode is because of your connection to Richie. Yeah. Whereas, like, you can each of those episodes kind of has, or or the this season has certain episodes that feel like bottle episodes that are character development episodes for particular characters, but seven fishes is like, that's a, that's a, that could, that episode of TV could be a stage play. It's like a short movie by itself. You wouldn't have to know those Mm -hmm. characters to just, you could show somebody that episode and be like, yeah, this is a short film somebody made. And they'd be like, Oh, well, I I read an interview that said like, we, when we were thinking about this show and writing the show and creating the show, that was what we were thinking about. Like all of season one was a lead in to this episode. To that episode. Wow. 
to help people understand like it was season one was building the context around that, which they could then display the seven fishes episode. Having, having it's we, a remarkable fucking, yeah, it's, it's, a, a it's an achievement. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. We, you know, you and I spent the first part of this episode talking about holiday anxiety and dysfunction and blah, blah, blah. And damn, that show is that episode was hard for me to stay. I had almost turned it off a few times because the anxiety levels of like, this is what it feels like when you're in the pre- like my family's never been that dysfunctional or whatever, but like the pressure cooker of the holidays versus everyone's mental health issues. Yeah. Colliding. It, it, it illustrates that anxiety in a way that I don't think I've ever seen in anything like, like a TV show before. Um, yeah. Really interesting. Uh, great acting too, by all the people who are cameos in that they're not distracting. I thought I don't particularly like John Mulaney too much. Like I'm hot or cold on him. I don't know how to take him, but he's really good in that episode. As tell you what, I'll give you five hundred dollars. You yeah. just have to tell me what you're doing with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he does great. He's so and, good uh, in that role. Bob Odenkirk mm-hmm. is just great. I mean, it's yeah, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. Are, are you kidding me? Yeah. She's she's had an amazing run the past couple of years of good stuff that she's been in. So the Curtis Sons. Yeah, exactly. And uh and what's his name? The guy that plays the Punisher. What's his name? Uh John Barenthal. It doesn't. Yeah. He's so good in everything he does. It's just the right amount. Like, I don't know that like I've always I've wondered like, why isn't he like a lead in a movie or something? And I'm like, nah, because this is what he's good at. These little bit character yeah parts. he's i mean he 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 we own the streets that, you know he's the lead in that okay yeah which is that david simon um, yeah and he's the lead in the punisher too and he can carry it but i'm and saying he's like the, and he was pretty heavily you know involved in walking dead i just think was, honestly so. i think his range is not as as big as like he's really good at one or two types of characters yeah that's what i'm saying not, he, those character bits like he's doing in the bear is like his best work is when he's that he was mm-hmm. we watched sicario and he's in that as oh. this like kind of douchey cop guy and he's so good he's only on screen for like 15 minutes yeah but he's so like scary in a way not, a, um, not even 15 minutes yeah like 10 so they, they they're get, at the bar, the bar her apartment yeah. and then the back of the cop car yeah and like and it's there's, he, yeah that's it, the scenes he's in that those scenes he's in is like really good yeah he's just awesome um yeah so the bear season two there's my number three what's your uh what's your number three Moment my number three is uh the approval of the uh easy does it disc golf course yeah um that was like uh two years in the making i had no idea it was going to take that long to get the town to i didn't even know i needed the town's approval yeah, you're like, you know, well, this walked, is my shit. I, I walked into the town get... hall. To, <laughs> and the truth is, I didn't need the town's approval to build it, but I needed the town's approval to make it open to the public, public yeah. where I could charge money for it. And um, all the consternation, all the planning, all the zoning applications, all this kind of stuff to get to the top of that mountain. I had I had no idea it was going to be that much. And when I finally got the approval, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's my number three. It's not necessarily, it wasn't necessarily that good of a feeling. 
Yeah. It was a good it was a good feeling to get approval, but then it was like, oh shit, motherfucker, you've been yeah, talking shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, now you got now, now you gotta you pay gotta the piper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You, you gotta fall through. You just done yeah. you done you done I'm signed up for this. Up you took a whole yeah. big old mouthful of this. Now yeah. you gotta start chewing. You made some hunters yeah. mad and like yeah, all this stuff. <laughs> that so two of your moments came from the same week of this year. Cause that was that same week, I think. Cause we were supposed no, to be there. Easy does it. Easy does it. Fest was in June. No, no, I'm saying your the flood was the same week as when you got the disc golf course. Oh, approved. that's right. Yeah. So I know more yeah. about you than you know. So pay attention. <laughs> uh, no, because we were supposed to be up there when you were going to go to the to the meeting to to. God, that's to right. Do that and that that was it's the final so meeting. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good that you didn't. I got drilled for an hour and a half. Uh, just questions. I had some questions. I was going to bring some questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> I remember people boo. were like, "Yeah, they had a zo- they had a Zoom meeting. Like you could have tuned in on Zoom. Oh, I should have done." And that. I had some people yeah. like, "Oh, I want to watch that." I was like, "I ain't giving this fucking <laughs> link out to anybody." I'd be raising my hand out. over and over again. Uh, the little yeah. raising raising the hand button. Ding ding ding. ding. I'd be over there sitting with the hunters. They're like, "Yeah, y'all do have a point." Yeah, you're yeah, right. A bullet we, doesn't know a property line. What if we do accidentally murder people? What are you going to do about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the. I'm glad. I'm glad that 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 resolved for you because I know it was a lot of work. It's a good thing. Yeah. Cool. What's uh? What's what's your next one? My t- number two is uh, another movie. And I watched it recently. I already talked to you about it uh, when you were here uh, a couple weeks ago. It's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated film that came out this year. Oh, yeah. I think it's Mutant Mayhem. Yeah, I got on my my weekly uh, Facebook, like, open up Facebook on my computer once a week. Yeah. And the first thing that popped up was, like, you you made a post about it. I did, yeah. I just, I wanted to say, I wanted people to watch it because I think that it's good. I have not given a shit about Ninja Turtles since probably the live action Ninja Turtle movie. It was something I was super into as a kid. I was like, into, like I'm, I have some of the first wave of toys like that coincides with me being eight years old or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got into the comics really hard and read comics. And then I got the live action film was awesome. And I loved that as a kid. And then I just like, there's been 18 iterations of the turtles reboots since then. So I had had like no expectations of this thing. I heard it was really good. I, Seth Rogen was involved, which is a it's a 50-50 crapshoot as to whether I'm going to like it or hate it. Um, yep. He was the main force behind it. But the movie is so good. It made me at the end of it go, oh, man, that made me feel like I did when I bought the first Ninja Turtles toy and was excited about it. You know, I wanted to see what it's a reboot, but they like are faithful enough to the original while making some changes. Jackie Chan is splinter in it. Uh, the kit they got actual teenagers to play the turtles, which gives it a whole nother layer that the, any of the other iterations haven't had. Because they also put they put the four kids apparently in a recording booth together and face them towards each other and let them ad lib with each other. And some of the funniest stuff in the movie is clearly stuff that they just ad libbed. It's like them like yelling slang at each other and stuff, you know, like. Yeah, slang that people would be like, "Oh, it's that's so annoying when kids say that stuff or whatever." But it's just them like riffing on that stuff and like internet culture kind of things. Um, the soundtrack is 
the score is by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, who always do good work. Uh, it's very like Blade Runner sounding, but then the soundtrack part of it is all 90s hip hop and um, really? some deep cuts of 90s hip hop. Um, there's like some Wu Tang in there, things like that. Uh, Tribe Called Quest is one of the, the one of the big set piece songs. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's an interesting mix of a lot of nostalgia, but also it's fresh. And uh, I really liked it. So. Anyway, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I think it's called Mutant Mayhem. It's on Paramount Plus. I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, but it was it had a theatrical release. It was in the theaters. Um, there's the, the one famous scene where the kids are like talking about bacon, egg, and cheese. Like, I gotta get my bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> and it comes from some YouTube thing or something, you know, like some YouTube influencer thing. Bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. You heard? I think, you heard, I'll go, you heard. I think I'll go and watch it. I think it's. I think you would like it. I mean, I don't know if you've ever liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I assume some point in time when you were a kid, you thought they were cool or something. I'm the, the same as you. I mean, I only had like three toys. Yeah. Like in my between, like I don't know, seven years old and twelve years old, and it was uh, it was Michelangelo, Donatello, and Shredder. Yeah. And I sat in the back of my mom's minivan when we drove to arkansas the day after christmas and stayed until new year's every year and i was in the very back of the chevy lumina the dustbuster looking van yeah and they would make a little area in the very back for me and i would just sit back there with all the gifts and stuff and play with those three toys for the 11 hour drive or whatever you know what i mean i think i think the Um, movie made me feel like playing with those toys and making up my own story with those toys and that's what it like yeah that's the kind of thing it's, I mean, it's more structured than that, but it made me yeah. feel like I was playing with the toys again. And I think you might, it might resonate a little bit. I don't want to sell it too hard, but it's just, it's very good. Well-made. So. Also short. Play so. with toys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, my number two moment <clears throat> this year was obviously sealing off the grand slam down in Nashville at the Howard Cohen American Masters Championship, having my family in front of me and, and hitting a lifetime PR for the first time in like three years and mogging the ever-living shit out of everybody else. I actually don't care about beating everybody else. I cared about winning. Yeah. But um, that and the world championships, like winning a world championship. So like, we've covered this ground enough and recently enough that we don't have to belabor the point. But it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, it looks like I've had a pretty good year. That's an awesome, I mean, that's an awesome achievement. And the fact that you wanted to do it and you did it is like here again, like feels good to accomplish goals. So yeah. Yep. That's, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I was excited for you during that. So. Um, well, not excited enough to come drive up to Nashville to no, watch. I but... didn't. I did see you when you were here, not competing. So. <laughs> um, that's the, true. Uh, so my number one thing from this year that I consumed and I think it was my number mm. two last year also is uh reservation dogs season three. It's uh, the final season of reservation dogs. You haven't watched any of it. I don't think yet. No. Um, mm. It's it, also a Hulu show. My whole list is Hulu stuff. Uh, that show is like so incredible. Um, just as a, a human story, um, the indigenous themes it touches on are things that don't apply to me but I appreciate that. Like I, it exposed me some things that I wouldn't normally have known about indigenous culture, et cetera. But 
just the story of it is so it's just a human story about community and where your place is in community and how to kind of just reflect on some of the things you talked about with your moments thing, how community comes together. And if what you put into your community is what you get out of your community. Um, and it's, it's also really funny. Also has an incredible soundtrack that exposed me to some songs I never heard before the wide range of stuff. The acting is just amazing in it. All the kids in it are just great. And, and there's a lot of uh, indigenous actors from, from over the years that you'll recognize from other movies. And, uh, you know, that's it, well-written. Um, I don't know. I just can't say enough about it being so great. And it, I was worried. It's only three seasons and they wrapped it up. I don't know why they ended it, but I think it's great that they did because it was able to tell a story it wanted to tell. And it was satisfying. I would say, I would think it's a satisfying ending to the show at the end. Okay. And they've left it to where they said they would maybe like to do some movies in the future or some specials or things like that. And I think they could do that, um, with it. And yeah be like there's more stories to tell but nothing major was like not wrapped up um so anyway that i i, I watch that sometime when you really it's going to be a treat that you get to binge the whole thing from start to finish uh, yeah instead of having to wait that's a it. it makes me think of another show that ended this year that i really enjoyed what was that uh which was success succession which I, which I is on our list um still because i i am looking forward to watching that all i'm going to dedicate we're going to watch that from start to finish, you know? Yeah. It's kind of the opposite of reservation yeah. talks, right? It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a wealth porn story about a conservative media family business where mm -hmm. everybody's super yeah. terrible. It's not a, there's not a redeemable character in that it's entire like the show. other side of the human condition from, from reservation yeah. dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, my number one moment of the year is the, I got engaged this year. I don't really tell, but I haven't been talking about this on the podcast. But you haven't. I've I kept it a secret. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't bring it up on the podcast. It's you saying it by the way. Not me. Yeah. You I saying said it. it. I'm not, I said yeah. it. I said it. Yeah. Um, I have, well, congratulations. I, I, I don't um, need to get into the whole story about it, but you yeah. know, safe to say ain't nothing. All this other shit I did this year to measure up the fact that I got engaged to, one Miss Sydney Collins, and uh, you know, planning on and that's who I'm living in sin with. You know, yeah, my mom was well, like, <laughs> you know, uh, now your mom's gonna I know. Told my mom, yeah. I, said, I, I said, well, I told my mom, and she was like, I was just wondering if you were just gonna live the rest of your life like a bunch of roommates, <laughs> couple of roommates. What a way to talk about somebody! Oh my God, that's wild. Oh, parents yeah. are, a, are a special thing. Uh, wow. <laughs> well, congratulations. I'm really happy for you. I have obviously known about Sydney for a while and have not said anything on the podcast because we wanted to make sure that you ain't were, none of that you business. Wanted to like, it's people, not people's business, but, uh, I am, I, I appreciate the both of you and I'm glad that you found each other and, um, yep. congratulations. That's awesome. That's something to be, to be proud of. So yeah, it's yeah. a good thing. You had a lot of good things happen this year. I've made this list. I was like, shit, man. Just what are you gonna do in 2024? Yeah, shit's gonna fall apart in 2024. Let's hope not, but you know, <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> some wheels are gonna fall off next year. Uh, I'll, I mean, I'll how much is talking about TV shows next year? Yeah, yeah. What a what a what a, a, a incredible like run you had this year. 
got your projects approved, won the things you wanted to win, got engaged, realized that your community doesn't think you're an asshole. Yeah. It's it's nuts. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot of good stuff. So I was really, yeah, maybe I'll get, maybe I'll get promoted to behind the desk. Uh, You maybe have another (laughs) year, maybe win the second grand slam and then we'll talk. Uh, I was really sad. I'm going to say I'm disappointed that on your list of moments was not you and I going to see Napoleon. Uh, <laughs> Groove was in town a few weeks ago. Groove and Cindy were in town a couple weeks ago. Groove and I went to see Napoleon. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm surprised that's not on your list of the top five. Things you did this year. All right. So there's a competition down in Wilmington, North Carolina, where Joey is. We go down there. I got to be down there for like five, six days. So we get a lot of time to hang out together. And one of the days it was like, I was coaching early in the morning. I coach eight to 1030 in the morning and we got a whole afternoon. Of course, Sydney can't really do anything because she's competing the next day. So she's like, I'm going to stay in the bed. I'm going to relax. You go hang out. All right, Joey, let's go to a movie. I've been to a movie in that nine since fast X. I went to fast X. Yeah. And, uh, we go to well. What movies are out? Well, there's Napoleon. All right, cool. That sounds great. That was now Napoleon. Movie. We talked about Napoleon on the podcast being a hype still out, so it was fitting. Yeah, yeah. And we sit down in this movie theater, <laughs> and I swear to God, five minutes in, I was like, I don't give a shit about Napoleon. <laughs> Why am I in a two and a half hour movie about some dude that I don't even fucking care about? We get out of the movie. We go to a cup of coffee. We go to get a cup of coffee together. And Joey's like, I like that movie. I was I like, great, I we're going to argue for the next hour. I did not say that. We should have recorded. You said that it was your. It was probably your number six <laughs> thing you consumed this year. It's your it favorite movie. It wasn't on my list. I my direct quote was, "I'm surprised I didn't hate that more than I did." And I wish <laughs> I said, "I wish I hated it more than I did." I feel like the movie. You said. I think that movie you failed. Said, I think I love that movie. No. So I love it. It, how do you make a movie about one of the most interesting people of all time and make them so boring that it's like, it's literally, and, it, and then also make them just such a buffoon. There's like, Napoleon's just like farting in it. And like, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, Ridley Scott? I, I think that it fails at even being a bad movie. Because there is yeah. a movie that could be made where they ratcheted up all that wild shit, and then I would be like, "You have got to see this! Like, this is insane." And instead, yeah. it is like what? Just like, like you said, there's a review that says it is uh, uh, incredibly boring, but also blisteringly paced, or something. Like, it's also like yeah. it's both like super boring and slow, but also fast and fascinating. But it's just like. It's just a mess and it's not enough of anything. It's like it needed to be funnier or it needed to be dumber or it needed to be weirder. It's just like Napoleon sitting on couches with giant hats. It's literally it's it it is just yeah. We come out and Joey goes, I think those hats got bigger as the movie went on. <laughs> Increasingly got bigger over time. It also bugged me that there was no like standard way to wear these dumb hats. Sometimes they had them on sideways. Sometimes they had them cocked. Sometimes they had them straight. Yeah. It was a wild thing. And it's like, it is, like I said, if it was, Joaquin Phoenix can play this kind of crazy bombastic role. He's done it before. But 
he's so restrained in it to where it's like, damn, if he was just like chewing up the scenery and shit, then I'd be like, you got to see this crazy shit. But it's not even that. I'm like, I can't even recommend it to people. No, I don't know. But anyway, no. yeah, but of course, no. like, yeah, according to you, I said it was the greatest film of all time. You were just like, I out. Well, you didn't say it was the greatest film of all time. You just said it was your favorite <laughs> film of all time. Yeah, it really was. I love Thank all God, the scenes I of him just staring movie. into directly into the camera. No. The best thing was he was like he was the new Tim Allen. Yeah, he just grunted the whole movie. There's like the whole movie's like he's such a military genius. He's such a military genius. Are you gonna show us? Nah, just uh, yeah, he's just just take our word for it. Take our word like, for what? it. What really? Yeah. Like show us why he's a military genius. I don't care about Josephine. I don't care. He doesn't either. It's oh, just uh, what a wild mess. Um, but it was good seeing you when you were here. I got to go to uh, <laughs> uh, you. You got to go to one of my gigs. You came to my DJing at the yeah, hell yeah, the we, volleyball yeah, place. We came out while you were de- that was the coolest thing, man. That was so fun. I'm glad you. Had There's fun. a bar in Wilmington that has like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven volleyball courts. I think so yeah, yeah, bunch of volleyball courts. And it's all, it's like a little tiki just bar. Out there. It's a bar with, yeah, it's a tiki bar with volleyball courts and a fucking DJ playing songs while people are playing while games. people are playing. And I played y'all some music for you and Sydney that were some tracks for you. Played a little Grateful Dead for yeah. you. Played some 90s hip hop <laughs> stuff. And uh, <laughs> play, oh, played some three, so, Third Eye Blind. He's so, so fucking smug when that fucking Shakedown Street hit. Yeah. Just looking nah, at me like, nah, I know nah, what you like, you nah, little nah, fucking nah, loser. Dance to it, you stupid bounce, deadhead. Bounce, bounce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it a good was, time. You I'm got to watch you. Sydney compete. You got to see I your did. first weightlifting competition. Yeah, which was which was exciting. I kept thinking they were going to drop it on their head. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Uh, but to see people like... <laughs> To see how intense it is physically to do it, clearly, like I mean, it's like yeah. is kind. Of, it's interesting to see it. I I was getting into like, oh, is this person going to get the next? There, they, I once I figured out, you basically can yeah, kind of gamble rhythm. on your on your weight. Like I'm gonna gamble and push mm-hmm. it up to a higher one. That I wasn't gonna do because this person over here did more than they were gonna do. I was like getting yep. into it at that point. I was like, oh man, I want to see what who who gets it, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it was fun to watch. It was cool to see, see Sydney do her thing too. So cool as hell. Yeah, cool as hell. And we went. We went to the. We went. We we, we went to Longhorn Steakhouse afterward. Yeah, we have this place. It's a little small restaurant in town called Longhorn Steakhouse here, uh, in Wilmington. Local cuisine. Yeah, a little local chain. It's an odd chain. It's a local place, you know. <laughs> so we went there. I, I had a good steak. <laughs> A nice steak. Yeah. Yeah. Pick out pick your pick your steak. Pick your steak out of the cabinet. Um, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> we also went to a <laughs> you and I went to a Starbucks where it didn't seem like anybody was working there at the time. It was just it was we all just, local stuff. We just you yeah, know? we went to all the local hits. Starbucks, the little small <laughs> coffee house shop that we have here. Um <clears throat> let's get to it. All right. So th- now is our let's get uh, to it. I guess our podcast is mostly known about our music tastes, right? That's kind of where we started with it, et cetera. We talk about music a lot. So this is our five albums of the year this year uh, of 2023. 
And obviously, Groove, I have listened to very little new music, so I'm going to say straight up, like, my list is, is going to be weak. But uh, these are five albums that I listened to and I enjoyed this year, and I do have them in an order. Uh, Groove has listened to 10 million more hours of new music this year than I have, so, uh, you know, I'm going to lean on you a little bit on this one. So I hope to learn some things that I need to listen to that I have not listened to this year by listening, hearing your list. Um, well, so. you know, a little bit of this is like, uh, I was making this list. And I was like, man, I, am I listening to new stuff or is it just that the musicians that I listen to release new albums, you know, but there is definitely, yeah. there's a couple things on here that have never been on a list like this before for me. So, um, I did make a 10, I made a top 10, so I'm going to rip through yeah, do my your, bottom five do your real bottom quick. Five, yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> he's been a musician a lot longer than this show Yellowstone. And in fact, he won a, an Academy award for writing the Academy award song for crazy horse or crazy heart. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Uh, the musician's name is Ryan Bingham. Okay. And he yeah. came out with an album this year called watch out for the wolf. And it's so funny because a, a buddy of mine, who's a, a good, a good, a big fan of Ryan Bingham, he and I disagree on the album. <clears throat> I love the opening track. I think the opening track is like the coolest song he's ever done. Mm-hmm. And my buddy's like, yeah, I love that album, man. That album's awesome. I usually just skip the first track. though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, being a Miz, a character, he's a recurring character on the Yellowstone television show. If you've been watching that show, you'll know he's the cowboy that, Got hired by the ranch after getting out of prison and was supposed to be taken to the train station at the end of season two and somehow makes it. Um, not going to spoil too much. Um, <clears throat> but um, as soon as he came on the show, I was like, that's fucking Ryan Bingham. And uh, he had a lot of albums come out, I don't know, 10 years ago that were really good, but he's just kind of stuck around. And, and this new album is growth and change, a little bit of a different sound for him. I like it a lot. My number nine is a, um, a desert blues band called Tanari Win, and their new album is Amatsu, A-M-A-T-S-S-O-U. It's just, that kind of music is kind of the same every time, mm-hmm. but it's it's reliably good every time. And this this album of theirs has a lot of features, which is like brand new for this genre of music, you know, um, it's like sub-Saharan Tareg people who are like nomadic and don't really have a country. They have this genre of music that's really satisfying to listen to. The band's Tanari Win, T I N A R I W E N. Uh, it was yeah, really that, cool. I, uh, when I was in Morocco, I was exposed to some of the Tareg uh, culture stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's super cool. I, I, mean, I mean, there's I a lot of musicians that. that come out of that. Yeah. I mean, probably most famous is Mdu Mokhtar. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of them. Bombino is like my favorite, but Tanari Win is 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 a band. More those first two guys are like solo acts mm-hmm. that have a band accompany them. Um, Tanari Win and Imaharan mm-hmm. are those are two bands that are like full bands that nobody's like a solo musician in the band. Um, my number eight album is Coulter Wall's Little Songs. I really love Coulter Wall, and I think he's awesome. 
the reason he says like that album didn't really rise that much more is because I feel like over the last like four albums of his, there's been some change in what he does, but not enough to keep me engaged in thinking it's new and fresh. So I really love listening to him when I'm in the mood to listen to him, but I can kind of put on all but one of his albums and they're all kind of the same. That's not to say they're not good. They're just not, it's not changing. Like the Ryan Bingham album is like different, Mm -hmm. you know, than what he had played before. Um, The uh, sixth album? Seventh? On my list. That was, that was what, 10, 9, 8. Yeah, number seven is uh, Jenny Lewis's recent album called Joy All, but it's like one word Mm -hmm. with an apostrophe between the Y and the A. You're nodding your head. Is this on your list? No, no, but I, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't listen to the whole album, but I've listened to some of it. So she's great, yeah. and I really like her solo career. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something right now. I went to the Death Cab Postal Service concert with my friend Bianca, mm-hmm. and there was the Jenny Lewis merchandise at the table, and I was like, "Did Jenny Lewis open for this?" And my friend Bianca's like. No, dude. Jenny Lewis is the female voice in Death Cab for Cutie. Or not Death Cab, but Postal Service. Jenny Lewis is in the Postal Service. Jenny Lewis was on stage. Has she always been in the Postal Service? Or was this like... Yes. Yes. She's on that album. Like, she's the one recording the female songs. Like, the duet and all that stuff. That's her voice. I didn't know that. I did not know that. So, yeah, that's... Wow. It makes it a lot cooler, doesn't it? Even cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. That is cool. So, number six. Yeah. And this is where I'll stop and we can bring you in. A musician by the name of Brent Cobb, who is a pretty standard, like, not pop country, but not one of the more popular kind of like whatever you want to call the country that is like Sturgill and Tyler Childers and culture, you know, all these other guys that are making music that is country music that isn't like radio country. Brent Cobb is in that camp, just not as popular as the other ones. He released an album this year called Southern Star, which is a not a distinct departure from his previous sound, but a growth into more authentic expression of where he's at right now. And I just think the album is like a work of art. It's truly beautiful. Um, and, uh, and you'll know whether or not you're going to like it. By that first song okay so I'm, that's I'm gonna, that i'm gonna check all those out so i appreciate the i need to go back Maybe. and listen to some of that jenny lewis i think i only listened to like one or two songs off of that album but i liked it i just didn't go back to it so um now yeah. now i'm more interested now that i know that she's in the postal service but yeah yeah um okay so my number five is an album that i think would be higher on this list if i had spent more time with it um i want to go back and listen to it again um it is boy genius the record yeah which is the boy genius uh it it got a lot of hype this year i don't like phoebe bridgers very much was phoebe bridgers on your list last year the no i i've never put phoebe bridgers on my list her album was a big deal last year i made sure to listen to it because everybody said this is i think it's called punisher yep and uh Everybody's like, you got to listen to this if you're going to listen to one album this year. And I listened to it and I was like, eh, eh, it's fine. But I do really like Julian Baker a lot. And I've always liked Julian Baker a whole lot. And she's in Boy Genius. 
Uh, it's the, them two, yep. those two, and then one other woman, I think. That's in Lucy band. Dacus. Okay. I don't, I'm not familiar with her uh, work. She goes uh, the hardest. Yeah. She's uh, like, I, when I first started listening to Julian Baker, I love Julian Baker the most. Yeah. But, but Lucy Dacus is the only one that I'm still returning to. to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Julian Baker does like my favorite Jawbreaker cover of all time. She does Accident Prone, which is this like really heartbreaking Jawbreaker song, and like the band loves it and stuff like that. So that's kind of where <clears> I got <throat> exposed to her originally, and then I started listening to some of her albums. So I like her. I like this album. It's like a, it's indie pop stuff. Um, some of it treads on that Punisher style of production that I didn't really like about that album. Mm-hmm. But it's I think it's, I don't know. I mean, it, it is. It did get a lot of hype this year, so I don't know if it's just hype or whatever. But like, I I have I have liked it so far, but I need to go back and listen to it again. Um, anyway, that's my number five. Is Boy Genius the record? I gotta say, I'm gonna have to say it. I don't like that album, and mm-hmm. it's turned like I'm turned off by that band. And I'm. <laughs> it's not because they're so popular now. Like I, I saw Julian Baker in concert in like 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen I've seen Lucy Dacus twice. I just don't fucking care. The yeah. the, the song about the dog, like I don't. It's just like boring to me. Mm-hmm. And um and I think that they deserve success. Like they're all mm-hmm. so talented. They're so cool. They're yeah. so good. But I don't think that album is very interesting. You think like the whole sum of the parts is not uh doesn't doesn't they don't the all sum of the is what like, makes it yeah. worthwhile. Yeah. But the actual, the actual music itself is just like yeah. so monotone, and yeah. it's the that. it's the same fucking chamber. They're sending the same bullet down the same chamber every yeah. time. Yeah, I mean that's why I said like it could be higher on this list, but it could be lower on my list after I listen to it more. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a strong. It's my number five, uh, and yeah. you know whatever. It's uh, I and I I gotta say it. So I think some of my resistance to it is like how much a badge of honor it has been for so many people to say that they like it. Yeah. When in reality, like you could find music made by these people yeah. that's so much more engaging and, and like Resonant, yeah. textured than what they're fucking making as the three of them together. I like avoid, I'm, I'm happy for it. I avoided it because I was like, uh, that's the they're on Saturday Night Live and everybody's like they're the greatest ever and this and that and I was like ah, I'm not gonna listen to that and then I did listen to it and liked it more than I thought so maybe my expectations were much lower for it. Um, yeah, maybe. Because yeah, that, I mean it's so not. That, I look, don't get me wrong. Like I still listen to it. You know what I mean? I like want to like yeah. it because I want to support the three of them. Yeah. Even though I don't like <laughs> care for Phoebe Bridges solo stuff, I don't. I don't want to listen to her. I still want her to do well because she's yeah. a badass, you know, like yeah. she's so cool. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people Same. are wrapped up in how cool she is and how cool they are yeah. more than how good the album, the album is. is. I could see that. I did not like that Punisher <laughs> album at all. Like at all. It's not, yeah. not my thing. So uh, what's your number five? Um, my number five is Miles Miller. The album's called Solid Gold. Miles Miller was Sturgill Simpson's drummer. Mm-hmm for the past like you know four albums yeah and this year he's been able to release his own country music album it's probably the most pop country that i've listened to this year but it's not really pop country it's just like some of the melodies are pretty satisfying 
So it's not like radio country, but <clears throat> some of those songs are a little bit, you know, closer to the middle of the bell curve than some of the other stuff. But it's so sneaky how he he still includes like really like engaging melody yeah. and uh, like quality musicianship inside of what is a package that looks like something that you would see on the store shelf when you're looking for radio country. Uh, it's, a, it's a good album. It's like good album. And it's good despite the fact that like some people might lump it in with a different category. Not that radio country is not, I mean like, look like pop music is popular for a reason, but it's popular for a reason because it's easy to digest. It's not very challenging. And this guy is still doing stuff. That's really exciting to listen to. So I, I definitely, I mean, look, it's my number five album of the year. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's awesome album. It's really cool. And the um um the title track Solid Gold is the one to go to there. Okay. If you're if you're tr- going to try them out. out. Yeah. <clears throat> um my number 4, I'm cheating with this one a little bit cuz it's a live album. It's not stuff that was released this year. Oh, I got one um, on there. But it's it's my shout out to you. Time out. Yeah. Time out. In a Days is the song, not Solid Gold. In a Days. In a days. That's the one to try out. Yeah. The, God damn, that fucking song is so good. Yeah. I'm going to go listen to it when we get okay, off the phone. Cool. Uh, I, okay. will, I will listen to it. Uh, I'm, I want to try to make like a playlist out of some of this stuff. Um, I, I, is, is your number four what I think it is? I don't know. Is it based in New York? Oh. Okay. All right, go. My number four is a shout out to you uh, because I, I, but I listened to this several times this year. I just had it on the background. Is it, is it based in Chicago? I don't know. I don't know where the place is. Okay. Uh, it is at, it is, is it salty? Yes. Yes. Okay. So is that wait Chicago? On that. Wait on it. Wait on that. Yeah. yeah okay. Wait, wait on, on that. that. Well, that's my number. F- my number I'll, four is this thing and we will talk about it. You're going to, get I'm going to do my number four. Okay. And then you're going to do your number four and I'll do my number three. Okay, cool. Okay. We're going to wait on my number four. So you're now we're doing your number yeah. four. My number four album of the year is a, is a musician I had never heard of before <laughs> this year. Yeah. I wouldn't have been exposed to it. Had it not been for somebody at the gym, somebody at the gym walked in wearing headphones. Okay. And I said, what are you listening to? Yeah. And she said, Oh, it's, it's just like, it's just this like, pop album i don't think you'd like it and i was like well don't do that to me yeah i said give me the name the name of the musician is caroline polachek the name of the album is desire i want to turn into you Hmm. and it is the love child of bjork imogen heap okay and like miley cyrus okay i'm in yeah i'm gonna tell you right now of all the music on this list, yeah, this is the one that you're gonna really like my, the most. That's the most, most me. It is yeah. fucking perfect music. It is perfect music, and this woman's voice. She has a tiny desk. Okay. And when you listen to her sing on that tiny desk, yeah, you can be like, "How is she not filtering her voice through stuff? Wow. She's like singing in harmony with herself in real time, like in wow. two different, like it's nuts. It's yeah, so cool. crazy. And the album is like, it's heady. Yeah. And it's basic. It's like sharp and it's opaque. It's, it's like really fucking 
cool. It's like, I, I, don't, I don't even know how else to say it. It's like, it's, it's a paradox. Yeah. It wants to be like, it's, it's not, well, it, it is what it wants to be. Like it achieves its thing. And its thing is like very synthy, ethereal, okay. to, to like yeah. mood mm-hmm. while also uh, like a super sharp, every song could be a radio hit if it wasn't 2024 or 2023. It's really cool. I'm just checking. I out. listened to it the first time. I was like, well, I'll put this on on my drive home. And I listened to it for like four days straight. Loved it. I tend to like that loop loopy loop based synthesizer mm-hmm. singer songwriter but i'm doing electronic stuff yes female singer thing more than you yes. do usually and that sounds like yes right my alley so yeah if you like yeah it, i, I really think like the it. reason that this scored so high was that it was like so brand new to me yeah the musician is yeah, so brand new so her. all the songs were very novel and and it was cool to get to revisit cool. that that type of music yeah. you know that that i had been used to with imogen heap or yeah even frau frau like, mm-hmm. like yeah. you know it's like really cool yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cool and i have gotten away from listening to a lot of that too you know um that's cool uh so my number four you're ready for my number four then my actual number four yep. is uh, it's a goose album it's uh live at yep. the salt shed is that chicago chicago okay i didn't know where it was uh it's live at the salt shed Come to find out, it was on my birthday, I think. It's April 14th um, yep. of this year. You sent it to yep. me because they do a cover of Tomorrow Never Knows, which is maybe my favorite Beatles song. Uh, and it's an awesome cover of a really like difficult-to-cover song. It's very weird and mm-hmm. layered and this and that. Um, it's just good. I like I can't particularly like single out one moment on the whole album that I like the best or anything, but it's like it is the goose stuff. The stuff that I like about yeah. Goose is I like. The stuff I don't like about Goose, I don't like on it. Uh, it has a 22-minute mm-hmm. version of Drip Field on it that is really great and just layered and, and mm-hmm. epic. And, you know, the 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 stuff I like about jam bands versus the stuff I don't like about jam bands. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's like I didn't I was I said I was going to put this on here and then you were going to be like, that's like the 20th worst uh bootleg from this year or whatever uh live album from them this year or whatever i fully expected that but this is the only one i listened to so um. so the um the i cheated a little bit myself i'm going to give you a little bit of context about the salt shed the salt shed is a is a new venue in chicago and it used to be the morton's salt that's warehouse yeah and that show occurred during this past year's spring tour Mm -hmm. and many people myself included think that that spring tour represented a little bit of a turn for the band where they got noticeably better oh okay and every show on that spring tour they went from the midwest out west and they were all just like just really good shows and that salt shed it's actually that which has been released onto Spotify and major streaming platforms is two nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the 14th of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's two nights of music. Yeah. The, the cover art is fucking cool as yeah. hell. You they'll know, they'll do like each it. tour, they pick one or two shows where they'll put them out yeah. as albums on Spotify and, and they have album art on the front. Yeah. I think that which you chose is the best release 
on major streaming platforms of the year. Okay. Cool. I fucking love those shows. Those yeah. so good. But my number three got technically released this year as well, even though it was from last year. And it was there live at Radio City Music Hall. I, I did listen to was, that too. I but I only listened to that one like once. I listened to this one like five or six times, I think. Over. Yeah. So the Live at Radio City is another two nights of music. It's technically six sets. They did three sets each night. The first set was short and it was an acoustic set. And then they went into, you know, two normal sets of music. And on the second night, which was the night that Sydney and I went, was the night that Trey Anastasio came out and played with them for the second half of their yeah. second set. And it was kind of like a lot of people wanted to clown it and say, Oh, you know, this is bullshit. And others are like, this is a passing of the torch moment <laughs> for goose. Uh, I don't really give a shit. What I, <laughs> what I love about that though, is like both of those nights, especially night two, independent of Trey's sit in, they're just killers. They're like killer set lists. Yeah. They're just great yeah. songs, really good versions of great songs. They've since, I think that show that, that, you know, I don't want to get too deep into it, but like, it's not how they're playing now. Yeah. And now we're, we're standing on the precipice here. I think you know this, but you and I are recording this on December 27th. Yes. And on like yeah. December 25th, they announced that, Ben Atkin, the drummer, is leaving the band. Oh, I didn't know that. I did not know that. You didn't know that. No, they I don't just know. they just announced it. Yeah. So Goose has a, a piano player who sings and writes songs and plays guitar. His name's Peter. And then there's the guy that everybody loves, Rick, who is kind of the lead singer, songwriter, yeah. and plays guitar. Trevor doesn't do anything except play bass usually. And then Jeff is the percussionist in the back right of the stage, and on the back left is Ben, the actual drummer. And Ben is one of the three original members of the band. Wow. So Peter came later and Jeff came later, but it was originally Rick and Trevor, the bassist, and Ben, the drummer. The three of them met at Berkeley College of Music. And, you know, I don't think Trevor went to Berkeley. I think Jeff went to Berkeley. It doesn't matter. Like they've, the three of those dudes were in a band together before Goose and they started a band called Goose. And then they started to, they had a different keyboard player. They didn't have a percussionist and then the different keyboard player left. They got Peter to join and then they got Jeff to join. And now it's what we, what we know as Goose. And Ben's gone. Do you have a falling out or something? There's a lot of speculation. Yeah. Um, Ben got engaged two years ago. Ben is no longer engaged. Okay. Ben is now no longer a part of the band. There's, I personally, I, I don't want to speculate too much. I don't know. You know, I hope that, I hope that everybody is okay. Yeah. You know, that's what I hope. And, and I'm, I don't, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if they're going to, there's, there's, I guess for me, like, my own wonder curiosity is like who wanted what yeah and did was it a matter of like creative direction and if it was a matter of creative direction my hope is that obviously ben wanted to take the band in the direction that i would that prefer like. them yeah. not to go <laughs> right. you, right. you yeah, like right. i i yeah. want like you the guy on the that, right like i want that. the band that yeah. i want yeah. I want the band that I want, you know, yeah. and obviously yeah. it's not my band. Speaking I don't, of. I don't have a say. I can yeah. merely decide right. to continue to love them or not, but it's been, 
it's uh, it's uh, it's been a little unnerving here at the household the past couple of days. I but I yeah. I was just thinking just yesterday, um, and maybe no, it was actually Friday, so it was like December twenty third that they made the announcement. Um, you know, my favorite band, His Gold Messenger, is really just a solo project from this guy Mike Taylor, right? Yeah. And then, you know, he, as he had a couple of records get released that were kind of just him and a guitar. And then, you know, his band grew and his band grew. And then he got a bigger record deal and he had a better band. And and Phil Cook, who's one of my favorite musicians, was in the band with him. And for the, about four albums, it was basically MC Taylor and Phil Cook making yeah. music together. It's some of the greatest music I've ever heard in my entire life. Fucking, I'll yeah. never get tired of it. I love it. And over these last, since COVID, Phil Cook has not been in that band. Yeah. And it, it hurt. Like it sucked. I was like, fuck, this isn't as exciting to me. It doesn't draw me as much, but it's still, it's still what I want. Like it's still his golden messenger, you know, just not exactly the same. And I've been really kind of like, all right, well, if I can like still love this other band, Mm -hmm. I'll probably be fine. I'll probably still be excited to go see Goose, but I'm definitely curious to see who they put in that seat. Who get, who becomes the new drummer? It's Dave Grohl. And then it's going to be so infuriating to read everybody's hot takes. <laughs> yeah, about that. On the internet. Changed, yeah, there's already been like so many people like there's half the yeah. half the people are like, "Oh, Ben was like the best part of that band he took him to new heights so it's gonna suck now now the people are like that motherfucker can barely drum he's the weakest link yeah. this is fine good you know it's like i don't know let's just fucking wait and see you know like yeah let's let him tour for another couple months and find out that's a, but yeah, that's why it's... they hadn't announced a spring tour yeah. they hadn't you know and, and it's crazy change, yeah. one either two years from now they will have petered out mm-hmm. and not not really grown and changed yeah. and like they'll just be just another kind of drug band or they'll continue to yeah. develop the momentum that they have and Ben will look back and be like, Yeah, well fuck. You know, I should have fucking stayed in that band. Where where he where's he gonna go? Oh. Well he did a he did a he did some drumming for Humphreys McGee this last uh, okay. year because the guy that was the drummer for Humphreys McGee had shoulder surgery yeah. and that's part of what concerns me is like, did he go play with Umphreys and realize that like, he doesn't like, you know, the, the, the jams that goose were doing like this last Goosemas, I'm, I'm gonna go on record here. This last Goosemas was kind of a bust in my opinion. Yeah. There were way too many covers. They covered Justin Timberlake. They covered post Malone. There's this like, there were, it's, it felt like there were more covers in each set than there were original songs. Uh, and that's one of the comments was like, Oh, what? What putting Justin Timberlake in circles will do to a motherfucker, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that Justin Timberlake cover was like my favorite song of the whole yeah, run yeah, because yeah. they took that. It was good. They yeah. expanded yeah. that shit out. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, so your number four was, or number, yeah, your number, number four, four was, was live was at Salt Shed. Special. My number three is live at Radio City Music Hall. I, I would encourage anybody to go listen to either one of those. Yeah. That's just meant goose yeah. right there. Both of those. They seem like they're having yeah. fun on those shows. Like, yes, there's, a, there's an energy. There's a fun energy to it. It's not too serious. It's like the final yeah. track yeah. on that yeah. is called the Chicago Soundcheck Jam. Yeah. yeah, that's just that's just a fun yeah. little go for just, a walk and listen to yeah. that. 
They're just they're just All doing right. their thing. Yeah. That's cool. That's kind of interesting how that lined up for us there. I knew you would have something goose yeah. on your on your list, but um I, I was like trying, I was trying going through stuff and I was like, <sighs> does this count? And I was like, Well, I listened to it a whole lot this year and it came out this year, so I'm counting it. Um Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Uh so I guess now you're ready for my number three. Yeah. My number three is Post Malone's Austin album. It's his okay indie rock album that came out this year i don't like it as much as that not the last album but the one before that the one with circles on it uh that i really like i like that album a whole lot uh this album is good his tiny desk that he used to promote this album is really awesome and i encourage everybody to check it out it it like showcases the things i like about post malone um and it this album is just like i think it's just really good it's well well done uh, it's like I said, it's not the best thing he's ever done. He gets away a little bit from the R and B hip hop kind of style stuff. He was, he's done traditionally, you know, mm-hmm. uh, more onto the rock side. And, uh, mm. yeah, that song chemicals is good. I played that at the volleyball court. Sydney was like, Oh yeah, I like this song. So, yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's the one that's on the radio. He's like, I mean, he's like, I got like, I got no fucking problem with this guy. I like him. I think other people like, I think he's, he's kind of got popular and everybody's, you know, turned their nose up at him because he got so popular or whatever. But I, he's a talented musician, no matter what you look at. He's, he's a, uh, watch him he's play a guitar, good musician. Like, he's yeah. got, he's a eclectic. He looks like a fucking clown. So people are going to hate on yeah. him, but he seems like super nice and just like generous. Yeah. He's done some, he's done some generous things for people. He bought the most ma- expensive Magic the Gathering card on in the world this year. Uh, the one ring from yeah. the ring set. That was a big deal. He plays Magic. He's on all the, the Magic the Gathering YouTube channels. The major channels, he comes and plays with them and stuff. And he's on can, like, can you play that card? You could play it, yeah. What is it? Well, it, it's like sealed in a case now, so like he probably wouldn't. But he could theoretically take it out of the case and play it. Um, Can you not play it even though it's in the case? You would have to like put, you could put a proxy version of it in your deck. And then when you got to the card to play it, you could pull the case out and be like, here it is. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do that. Yeah. That you that wouldn't be like tournament legal, but he wouldn't be playing that card in a tournament anyway. It'd be just fun games. Why? Commander. There's not really tournaments for that's the card that, I don't know. I mean, I guess he could play it in like competitive modern deck or whatever. He's mostly he mostly plays this format called Commander, which is not competitive. It's more like having fun, just playing. Mm. It's more like Classic playing a board game one. in a way. Yeah, he just doesn't want to. Classic posty. Just posty, just, just chilling out. Just trying, just trying to yeah. fucking hang with my friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's an interesting dude. I actually think I could have Goose at three and Post Malone at four because I like this album. But like I said, it's not as good as his other stuff. But I like his hits. Stuff. Yeah, he's got. I, I love, I love that stuff. So. I like his hits. Yeah. I just yeah. don't like that song from Trolls. I don't even know what song that is. That's Justin Timberlake. Well, that one too. Yeah, yeah. No, he's got one on, yeah, on Trolls. Um. All right. So my number two. Two. Yeah. Big of the Devil, his Golden Messenger, Jump for Joy. Okay. New new album. I got a buddy. Um, yeah, it's, I got a buddy that's, uh, I'm in a, uh, music email group, right. Mm -hmm. And they're all doing their top 10 albums. I'm going to read up 
this guy his review of his number one album of the year, which is the Hiscold Message album. Mike Taylor went in a really different direction last year with Revelator's sound system, a dub-inflected instrumental affair that hewed more towards Mad Lib and Jeff Parker than the country rock we've come to expect from him. He told an interviewer that Relevator's experience changed him in a way that heavily influenced his new record. You can hear it on Jump for Joy. Make no mistake, this is still very much a His Golden Messenger record, but the dubby, droney interludes between songs bear the Revelator's stamp, while other songs really open up the band's sound. For one thing, Shinbone goes all in on the synth hook and sounds like a Kenny Loggins tune. <laughs> it's hands down my favorite song of the year. And after years of covering Franklin's Tower, Bertha, and Birdsong on the Road, Taylor brings his inner deadhead to the studio. A few of these tracks are plucked from the slick studio sound of Mars Hotel or Cats Under the Stars, none more so than California King. This is the most varied hiss record I can think of, but somehow all the disparate muses blend together for a cohesive artistic statement. I was talking to a friend a while back about how I loved the direction Mike Taylor was taking. Earnest folk rock in the studio, jam band flair on the tour, experimental side projects in between. When Jump for Joy, with Jump for Joy, he pulled all three of those threads together. It was my favorite record of the year and maybe the best record his Golden Messenger has made yet. Um, I think that I read that because he said it better than I could have. Okay. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, did he release two albums this year? No, his other album came out near the end of last Last year. year. I remember that it was close. Yeah. Um, I can't, I I don't know if I listened to, I think it was the one two years ago that you had on your list that I listened to quite a bit. Um, yeah, that was the one that Mikey was like most excited about. It was one of his most disappointing albums of the year. Um, that was called Quietly Blowing It. Classic Mike. Uh, I like that album. Yeah, yeah I, I classic. Did see it. I remember liking it. Yeah, cool. So that's your number it's two. It's actually that's off character, Mikey. Mikey doesn't usually talk shit about anybody's artistic endeavors. Um, yeah, but every once in a while he does. That's why it's all the more shocking when he does it. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, my number two. That's your number two, huh? I'm interested. Yeah, well, it's not your, yeah. not your number yeah. one. Yeah, so, your eyebrows are yeah. raising. Hmm. Oh, oh look, we're going to go with this. Yeah. Uh, we do know Dolly Parton released an album. Oh, no, there you go. That should have been on my list. Um, actually, no, I didn't listen to it. It was so. trash. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't trash. It was just, it was like a covers was, album. Okay. Yeah. She's covering other people's songs. I mean, yeah. Wrecking Ball was great. Yeah. I bet. I can anyway. imagine how that, how that sounds. Um, my number two oh, is. You imagine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number two is an album I thought came out last year, but it actually came out like in March this year. Uh, I listened to it a lot in the beginning of the, the that that time of the year and have not kind of fell off of it. But I went back to it and I was like, oh, this is really good. It's uh, an artist named Fever Ray and it's called Radical Romantics. Fever Ray is part of the musical group. The uh, the person who is in Fever Ray, this it's a solo project, basically is half of the band the knife you heard of the knife oh yeah they did the original version i like the knife they did heartbeats which jose gonzalez made famous with his cover and it's a very different cover they're like a uh electro pop group from norway or something i think they're from scandinavia or something but uh Mm -hmm. this is this is that person's they're non-binary they go they 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 
um uh th- this is their album and it is uh similar in style to the knife stuff but a little more like intimate uh but it has some production from trent reznor on it which piqued my interest and made me listen to it and uh, there's a bunch of producers on it but he he produces one of the tracks and uh yeah i really like it a lot so it's radical romantics by fever ray it's a little weird in parts definitely strange um some of the sounds are kind of strange in it but uh it's, it's pretty good if you like the knife you i think you would like it so that's cool. Yeah, I'll check that out for sure. Yeah. The first song is really strange, so kind of get through that. If you if you don't like that song, just skip it and get to something else. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um what's your number one of the all year? All right. My number my number one album of the year. I'm gonna tell you this right now, a little story. Okay. Newport Folk Fest is last year. Yeah. Right. Lana Del Rey is playing a set video games yeah that's about all i knew of lana yeah right there (laughs) i know a little little bit more than that but yeah i knew she had a like a killer cult following yeah people that like lana del rey are super into her so i'm thinking am i ever gonna get another chance to go see her no right i'm not gonna buy a ticket to go to one of her concerts i don't yeah. I don't I don't know her. But if she's gonna be at Newport, I'm gonna make it a point to go to her set to see what the hype is all about. Yeah. Now, there was a new, another musician, obviously, playing at the same time. And one of the people in our group was like, No, I wanna go see this person. Yeah. Because I love this person's music. And I was like, I've seen this person play before. Yeah. And this person's music is mostly background music to me. Right. It's pleasant, you know, but it's not, it's not foreground. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I need to go see him perform. Yeah. I've seen him perform before and it was a little bit boring. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go to Lana. Yeah. I have no real regrets there. Yeah, because I but I thought her set was really cool and it was amazing to see how many like young women were just so fucking captivated by her. Yeah. But the musician whose set I skipped is Gregory Allen Isakov, a guy who I've just kind of whatever about most of the time. But it was my number one album of the year on Spotify and it was my number one album of the year of like what I like really craved in the morning to like set the tone for the day. Yeah. And it's, he, he, he's the kind of like some of these other guys where you're like, Oh, this is background music. But the more you listen to it, the more you're like, damn, this is like, this is pretty, this is denser than I thought it was. Yeah. There's more going on here than I expected. So that was my favorite album of the year. It's my opinion, the best album. It stuck with you. Yeah. I didn't know where that story was going because uh, Lana Del Rey also had an album this year come out. So Did she have an like, album? I hey, think so, yeah. Time out. Yeah. Time sure. out one second. Yeah. Ready? Uh, let's see yeah. Where. That's working again. Yeah. Lana Del Rey had an album this year. And so I was like, well, was it going to be that? You're going to really Whoa, surprise this me. This guy about to say Lana <laughs> was the number one album of the year. I, she's an artist that I like. I wish I liked more than I 
do. I, I don't have any negative or positive. I, she was really bad on Saturday Night Live the first time she was on. Like, hilarious. Who's bad. not? She was terrible. So Who's actually like, good on Saturday Night Live except for Kanye, Kanye West? I was about to say Kanye is. Uh, so that's that's interesting. But uh, yeah. So, but you did you did go to see Lana Del Rey, and then I did. I went to see her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and I have no regrets. Yeah. Well, good. So you're that, that I didn't expect that to be your number one album this year. Yeah, me neither. I told the person that was going to the see a set. I was like, "Are you really going to see that? Are you trying to go take a nap? <laughs> you gonna be bored?" I had to call her up. Uh, so you, were I right. had to call her yeah. up afterwards and say like, "Hey, I'm I'm sorry. I I I, bet I can't stop listening to this fucking album." <laughs> I was yeah. like, "You were right. Yeah. You know, you were right. You were right." Um, cool. Oh, I'm going to have to listen to that. What's your number one album? My number one album of the year. I did not expect to be saying this in the year of our Lord 2023, but my number Lana one. Lana Del Rey. Yeah, <laughs> surprise. No, it's uh, I talked about this on the podcast a couple episodes ago, but Corinne Bailey Ray had a new album this year. It's called Black Rainbows. And it's really good. It shows up. It showed up on a lot of top 10 lists around. And I was like, well, I got to listen to that because I liked her other stuff. And it's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's weird. It's got a lot of different genres in it. And uh, it's a weird album. It's like some strange tracks on it, but it kind of all fits together in this. She's obviously doing the thing she wants to do. Like it's her music and it's her thing. And she's, I think she was out of the music game for a while. Like her husband had died and then she was like recovering from that. And now she's married again, with somebody else that she collaborates with, I think. And, um, it's it's just a really good album. I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I think everybody should listen to it. So it's called Black Rainbows. Corinne Bailey Ray. Yes, she's the put your records on singer. Okay. <laughs> Girl, put your records on, which is a great song. But this this album is very different from that. I was expecting that, and it's very different from that. So that's kind of kind of all I'll say about it. But there's some like rock. There's some funk stuff in it. There's a little bit of everything. So a little electro kind of vibes in some of those tracks so okay yeah no, i wouldn't okay. have expected that be my number one album of the year no i had so, no idea yeah. it's like i've heard you talk about it earlier this year and i just like completely forgot that you did i think i had just started listening to the album when i mentioned it i was like yeah i'm a couple tracks in and i like it i think it'll be on my list at the end of the year but i did not expect for it to be my number one but i, I think it's just really good so yep so that's that's uh that's my number one that's our uh top five Albums of the year from Iowa TOS. You're welcome. Yeah. Surprise. Another year in review uh, from us. Was this three years now we've done this? Four? Is this four? I don't know. It's too many. It's three, I think. I can't remember. Um, anyway, that's that. Oh, I, I uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say about the, the year that was? Anything else about you listen to a lot of music this year, clearly. You went to a lot of live music, so I saw a lot of concerts. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I didn't no, see. I think I've said everything everything I could say about this year. Yeah. Goodness gracious. It was a lot. Uh I did start a uh what is that called? Music 
League. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. right. Music God, League. Yeah. Uh, if anybody, I will tell us listeners, I put it in our Instagram group, but if anybody. I think I, I think I might co-op that league. I don't care. That's fine. I, we got to talk. We got to talk afterward. I think I was going to do one on my own and just invite everybody that I fucking know from like Instagram and everything to it. And then you threw that up like two days ago. I was like, damn, I wonder if that should be the one that we could leverage the IOL2S people, but then also have some other people come into if it. If you want to add it. I think the it, league is yeah. better. When, how, many people, how many people did you put in that league? I, I set it to 20. I think I can up that, though. But uh, Yeah, I, the one that I'm in is like 65 people. Yeah, I don't care what size it is. I upped it from, it's it, the default is 10, and I think I put it to 20. There's like seven in there now, but like you really need enough people that are really? going to participate. Um, and, yeah, and people and are participating right of, now, but like first, I don't want them to fall off and not have any because it seems cool. And I, I think that I did a poor job setting. I just used the default ones because I didn't know you could make your own. And then I started changing yeah, those over to my can, own. You can uh, still things. make your own. You can still I, make your you own. You have to delete the old one, the ones you had in there and add new ones and whatever. And I've done that. Um, how many, um, how many, how many votes do you get? You get 10 votes. 10 votes? You're giving people 10 votes? Well, that was the default. You get you can spread them out however you want. Yeah, I know. The one that I'm in has 65 people and you only get five votes. Well, I'm happy to change it to whatever is the option. We gotta, we'll, we'll, so we'll cover it. We'll figure this out. Anyway, you, you are we'll welcome. After, if you want to co-opt it, I would rather it be people that want to participate, which the people who are in there now are participating. But I would like to have enough people that there's a critical. I've invited people outside of IOL TOS as well. People that I know that like music and would have interesting things to say. Um, and like I said, I didn't set it up really great the first time, but either co-opt it or we'll start a new one or we'll whatever. I mean, it's probably easiest to keep this one going and just add more people to yeah, it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll I can give you administrator on it and whatever. Uh, anybody that's listening, if you want to, I think you can probably just search. I only, I only like their old stuff on that on Music League. There's an app for Music League. I highly recommend downloading the app. So it makes it easier to do the thing, but you can search for I only like their old stuff and uh, probably find it on there. So for those of you that don't know, Music League is a, we've talked about it on the show before, but you you've, you submit songs that meet a criteria and then people vote for which one they like the best and it makes playlists. It all interacts with your Spotify and you can comment on people's stuff. And uh, of course, somebody, I don't know who it is because we haven't hit that point yet, uh, added uh, the first prompt was covers, so your favorite cover songs, and somebody put Scarlet Begonias by Sublime in there, which hits. I don't know what to be angry about with that because it's a Grateful <laughs> Dead song being covered by the worst band of all time. So I need to, uh, I need to get in there. I, I don't yeah. think I've even joined it yet. I don't want to fall behind. Damn it! Sydney, I just Sydney said, joined. Right, well, Sydney joined. You didn't. Sydney joined. Nah. There you go. I'm just saying. No. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, you should join in there. I, I mean, I set it up for like eight weeks right now, but obviously you can add more to it and whatever. And we can delete some of those if they're not good or whatever. But I, I put some ones I thought were kind of interesting or funny or whatever. So okay, yeah, and some that are relevant to IOL TOS listeners. So anyway, there's a music league. You can also find us on Spotify and I think Apple, and you can email us. I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. We also still have our shitty website, uh, IOLTOS.com. And uh, appreciate everybody listening this year and appreciate all y'all. Hope you have a wonderful new year and um, 
yeah, I guess that's, I guess we out.